Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. here from Dimp Digital and welcome to Idle Game Chats. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the video games that you can play today, react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games and sometimes we spoil the shit out of games which is what we're here to do today. We are here usually every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube free that will continue to happen but this is a special bonus edition of IGC where we're going to spoil... The Last of Us 2. I have assembled the original Spoiler Kings themselves. So <laughs> if you were worried about not getting spoiled enough, I think we may have gone overboard with this one. But I've got the Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz champion and the reigning Dimp Digital Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner. It's Tom Adkins and not Ad Cock and Mark Smith Biff. How's it going? Good. Good. Yeah, Spiff saved it there. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Adkins, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Good, um, good. Are you both excited to be unleashed talking about The Last of yeah. Us Part 2? Because it, it felt like for a long time that we couldn't even breathe the word no. Ellie or Joel in any group. We're going to fucking get our heads ripped off by Biff. <laughs> it did. I that didn't want it to be ruined. No, we can get into that actually because I think that's a... That's an interesting dilemma that's kind of become more and more apparent in in more recent years. Before we start the show formally, as usual, you can find us on any podcast app and YouTube free. But if you want to commit and give us a little bit of money, patreon.com forward slash idle game chat is the way to do that. And you would have been listening to this episode earlier. So this is early access for those that are on the Patreon. So if you listen to it through the normal feed... Yeah, it could be a week old, could be two weeks old. Chances are it's probably only a couple of days old because I probably pulled the trigger too early. But Patreon will get you our bonus episodes a little bit earlier than everybody else. As I said, The Last of Us Part 2. Who's that opening a beer? <laughs> I heard that as well. Is that you, Adkins? Yeah. What you got there? I have got a Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser, that's fine. I've got a... Premier League champion. Look at that beautiful piece of business. A Brewdog Double Punk IPA 8.2%. Third one of the evening. Oh, Steam Central. Yeah, it's starting to take its toll actually a little bit. Um... (laughs) I kind of wanted to wind back just quickly to the original. Well, got to to get on it, haven't you? You're drinking, Biff. Yeah, I've got a bottle of bud. Oh, you didn't open it on air, did you, you prat? (laughs) Sorry, I didn't... uh... Can you open it now? Have you got another one you can do? (laughs) Go go and get a full one now and open it. Open it up. No, no. Go on. We'll take (laughs) a sip. This this has already gone tits up. Take a sip at least so we can hear it. (laughs) There we go. Ridiculous. I want to take a step back and just go back to the last of us, the original, I guess we're going to call it, or OG, and... Just speak about Joel a little bit and wonder whether things have changed since the, the inception of this game. Biff, The Last of Us is perhaps your favourite video game of all time. You've you've played it through seemingly nearly two dozen times, perhaps more, multiple times on grounded difficulty. Um, in hindsight, 
did you think that Joel made the right decision at the end of The Last of Us? And then has that opinion changed over time as you've replayed it or has your, has your opinion pretty much stayed the same either way, yes or no? Uh, basically, he made the wrong decision. What? Uh, yeah, he definitely made the wrong decision. <laughs> and um, my opinion that hasn't changed. So that's but... been day one. So you've played it from 2013. You played that and went, you're a cunt, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he made the wrong decision, but I'm sitting here saying he's made the wrong decision. I haven't lost a daughter like no. Joel. So <laughs> this this is, you know, why he made the decision. It, you know, it's the backstory to why he makes the final decision in the very end of the game, isn't it? That's, that's the yeah. whole point. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that fascinating because you being a father now, I thought you'd definitely say, nope, you can't just we sacrifice yeah. a potential kid of yours for a chance. And bearing in mind, we don't know if the Fireflies would have got that vaccine done. It could have been garbage. No. Like the surgeon who... You know, ends up being Abby's dad. Spoiler alert: could have been a right bumbler, fucked it up, and they'd have got nothing out of it. <laughs> I am. I, the more time's gone on, the more I think he's made the right decision. There, in my eyes, yeah. I got a fucking I kid. I can't remember. I was watching something recently, and they were talking about these sort of sub militia type groups. Whenever they find some like some form of, form of new technology or vaccine or something, the first thing that any human does is weaponize it. Right. <laughs> Whether that be social media, you know, chemical wars, uh, warfare and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, there was someone arguing saying if the fireflies would have got hold of that vaccine, for certain they would have weaponized that and used it against everyone in the world. Yeah, I mean there was a little bit of a grey area of them because I remember at the very beginning when you're in the quarantine zone, the the actual I mean, the quarantine zones are a shithole anyway. They're very obviously militarian run, but I think they bomb a checkpoint early on, or at least you're made to believe it's perhaps the fireflies. So they're definitely a resistance group in that sense. In Tommy was one. Was Joel one? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Biff, can you remember Final... Well, you've played it this year. He, uh, I don't think no, Joel was. It, no, I don't think Joel was, no. Because oh. he, they went to go and look for Tommy. Who, yeah. Because who was a Firefly, because then they'd know... Them. Yeah, he'd know where their base oh. was. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Well done. Well, well, I'm hard on Joel made the right decision for for one reason that I said the, yeah. the vaccine may not have worked, so you've just sacrificed your daughter for nothing, potentially. And secondly, also, I always wonder, like... Especially like nowadays, there's a lot of you know people spend a lot of time on social media. There's always, and rightly so, there are movements that come along that people are asked to support and whatnot. And to be honest, half the time I'm just thinking I'm trying to get through my own life here. Like, why am I, what am I got to do here for the greater good? <laughs> I've, got, I've got bills to pay here. I want to keep my own safe. Like, I'm chucking little poor Ellie under the bus. I know she was a foul mouth little shit, but. <laughs> no need to be doing that. Anyway, I just wanted to get your opinions on that and wonder whether did yours change at all, Adkins, over time? Yeah, or has it always been. It did a little bit. Like I, I loved that fucking ending. I thought it was so mm. awesome. Um, yeah, and be, oh, it was just so good. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think I would have made the same decision as him if mm. I was in that situation. And then this game cemented that right that decision, and that yeah, it's locked in now. That I, I still think. Even to that scene, I don't know. Really, we'll probably discuss it later. Well, but, yeah. yeah, but you can mention said, it for sure. Yeah, he 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 sort of talks about that decision hmm. and says, you know, if he had a second chance, he'd do that all over again. Yeah, and yeah, that made cemented it for me. And I thought, 
Yeah, he did, mate. There, he loves her. Yeah, I mean to be honest, and on jump heads just slightly, he in in doing that in saving Ellie, think about what she's just gone through in this just in the last of part two. He could have yeah. saved her all that heartache if he just yeah. left her on the table. So did he make the right <laughs> decision? Now everyone's questioning it. Maybe Biff's right. But um, Last of Us Part 2, Biff, you stayed away from pretty much every trailer that was out there in terms of like yeah. marketing. Did you watch anything like from years ago? or like There was a gameplay demo perhaps two years ago or a year ago at E3. Did you... Is there anything that you consume during the lead up to this game? I know in the in the coming months, like in the weeks up to it, you was like, nope, not interested, go away. But before then, did you have any idea or see anything? So I I turned one on. I watched that three minutes, and they mentioned that there was dogs, <laughs> and I thought I don't know anymore. Boy, oh, I just turned it off. So I'd seen that the, there was like a trailer, like a movie quality trailer that come out a few yeah. months before. Oh, I watched okay. that and she's playing guitar and that, or he's playing guitar. Was... And then I saw that two minute footage of dogs and that's all I watched. That's the only two bits of information right. I'd seen. So that's that, was, that was the announcement trailer, wasn't it? That first one where she had the guitar. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's. I think that's when we all said, "Oh, no, it, looks like, it looks like Joel's dead." Yeah, yeah. yeah I but, didn't. I just completely wrote that off after that. Yeah, but um. Did, so you you probably didn't get spoiled then at all during your playthrough before Biff. No, you stayed completely no. pure. What about you, Adkins? Did you get spoiled on route? Because I know that <laughs> it's, it makes me thankful that this this IGC is just in the darkness somewhere with like yeah. no audience. Because Greg Miller was saying people just screenshotted him like Joel's gravestone, like yeah. when the next come out and stuff. And I was like, oh, fuck, how can you even avoid that if you're like semi got a got a public figure? But did you get anything? Yeah. I remember you mentioned one thing that may well have blown it, but uh, it does crop up. I yeah, I managed to. Until the day it came out, I managed to uh, avoid everything. I watched everything, which yeah, know, I did as well. End, by the end, I was like, "Why have I watched all this? I just want this fucking game now." But yeah, I did watch all gameplay trailers and discussions on it, and all the trailers and stuff. But yeah, I didn't. I, I managed like obviously when them leaks came out, I was, was super skeptical and didn't use Twitter as much, or to certainly not read any YouTube comments. No, I managed to miss any the story spoilers what but about the porn up comments i've heard you you freak oh, yeah, them quite often I, I, I someone get someone, caught out someone did get caught out i think that it must have said like <laughs> i can't i don't know what it said but a big huge joel spoiler. killed by a butch lesbian it probably said which was incorrect, said that, but... in in a porn comment yeah yeah <laughs> i don't believe but no for me on day one mm. i um i'm subscribed to a, a youtube channel that do movie games Game, game movies, them. name and shame. It players little playground. I think oh, it's gamers little playground. Gamers little playground. Yeah. That's it. I, I thought oh, I like their little films. If I can't be fucked, like I watched fucking Resident Evil Seven with them yeah. the other week. <laughs> Ruined it. Wow. But instead of doing the full game on the fucking release day, they release one little video that says Joel t- explains to Ellie about the lie or something. Yeah, yeah. Re- oh, Joel reveals truth to Ellie. <laughs> I was like, for oh, fuck's God. sake, now I know that's coming. Yeah. Brilliant. So other than that, that was on day one. Yeah. Um, I, I went in clean other than that. Interesting. Yeah, I was fortunate. I watched, like, yeah, I watched everything. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was YouTube recommendations. I didn't see any thumbnails. I didn't see anything. I thought I saw something like midway through the weekend, like the first weekend of it. But it was yeah. referencing the first game, I found out. So I was like, that's okay. That's, that's cleared that one. But I was okay. So this is... Go on. 
Oh, I was going to say, my mate, Dan Clark, yeah. he saw Master the leaks. Race. Master Race saw, oh, he saw the, the leaks. He saw them all, the leaks. He saw all the leaks, but he also got a red herring. Mm. Got told Ellie and Joel guy. Right. So like, cool. Has he played it? He has completed it and played it to completion. Was so glad that yeah. only half of that was true. Oh, still not ideal, is it? I suppose <laughs> the only saving grace is that Joel dies early. Like, yeah. if that had been stretched well, out to the very end, that would have been a yeah. sickener to find that out. I think that's what a lot of people thought, didn't they? Especially even seeing those cutscenes, they were like, right, well, this is going to happen at the end of the yeah. game. Yeah, it's a big finale. So going back to like the trailers, and this one applied to you, Biff, because you didn't watch any of it. But I don't know if you're aware, during like the lead up and in the marketing, what they did was they released a few gameplay demos, maybe a couple in the end, mm. and uh, one of them is the part where you are hunting for Jesse. <clears throat> Sorry, no, you're hunting for Tommy. I think a bomb goes off somewhere in Seattle. It might be day two. And it's in that Hillcrest, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's called Hillcrest. And then you get to a point and then someone grabs you from behind and it's Jesse. And that's when you find out Jesse's standing there and he's actually out there with you. And you're searching for Tommy. In the gameplay demo slash trailer or whatever marketing they put out, that was Joel. Mm. So in that moment, they put Joel's character model there and recorded the dialogue. And it was a deliberate, I guess, smoke and mirrors jobby to make you think that Joel is at least midway point alive through the game. Yeah. So some, I thought that was, I mean, it's cheap. It's not clear. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen, I haven't researched it correctly, but mm. I'm thinking of Metal Gear Solid 2 when you end up playing as Raiden. That was a big secret. Yeah. But I think... Yeah. I was trying to think if there's no other game I can think of has done this where they've marketed the game and changed it for the to hide a spoiler. Yeah. But I do remember in I think it must have been was it Endgame or Infinity? Yeah, Infinity War it was. When with four, mm-hmm. um, he's like he's you get his eye removed, didn't he? In one of them, and they wasn't that AI fuck? What's he called? Uh, who's that? That AI that robot fella that's like half AI and Infi- they picked the stone out of his head. But it doesn't happen oh, in the film. Yes, yes. Um, his bloody Vision. Name? Vision, yeah. That that's doesn't happen, it. does oh, it? No, that's right. Yeah, so it's one of them where they put it in the trailers. Yes. But then in the final product, it's not in there. No. But in games, I think that's the first time I've ever noticed this. Yeah. I think with Metal Gear Solid 2, everything was true. They didn't swap anything out. They just mm. were very careful what they selected and how they put it together. But yeah, mm. this is the. I feel like it's the first time that someone something's been deliberately put out there that's not in the game. Oh, self-advertising. Get the fucking... Well, no, that's what, that's what I was going to ask you. Some people, I think it's it's cheap because they've changed it. They haven't like been clever about it. But to me, it made that, that moment when... And we'll get to Joel's death at some point. When Joel dying much more impactful because I was yeah. not expecting it. I was still expecting that. Tommy to save him or try and save him and get put down. And that's the revenge story that we're all running mm. after. We knew there was going to be some sort of vengeance, but I wanted to ask you what you thought about them deliberately sort of misleading people in order to sort of save that narrative moment for people. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Adkinja Pratt. Oh, <laughs> You're the one that's seen it, you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Biff's been quiet. Uh, I, yeah, I think it made the scene in the, the final scene more impactful for certain i because there's a bit in there which i think she blows his knee out didn't she oh yeah yeah the shotgun and then i was like no no this can't be happening and then she says no because i've seen him in the crest i know he's, he's yeah getting, he's well, getting... that's what I, that was in yeah. my head and then when she says torn to katie's knee and i thought oh thank fuck he's... for that 
And then she gets the fucking nine wood out and goes, have some of this, you bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, so that made it so, yeah, a lot more impactful as I just wasn't expecting him to do it. And so early in the game, you know, I can't yeah. remember how early it was. Is it an hour or two? Is it a few- couple, three hours, I reckon. I mean, yeah, but it's, it is early, which I think was a good thing because it got it out of the way with. Like you haven't got yeah. you haven't got to be worrying about that once it was once it was I done. thought it was Dina that gets it. That, that's certainly what the traders were yeah. making out to be when it. You saw they put a bracelet going, on. That was it. She where she goes missing in that in that yeah. storm. Yeah, they like linked that in the trailer. So then they moved it. They showed Ellie's reaction. You didn't see who was dying. No, and yeah. they thought, oh, that's Dina. She's gonna cop it. And then that's the game of her chasing rev- after after vengeance for Dina, but. Yeah. Alas, it wasn't. So, Biff, you've heard all that. You've heard the the strings they've pulled to try and pull the wall over me and Adkins' eyes, who consume pretty much everything about any game we're going to play. Any uh, any comment on that? Have you got a, either way are you bothered or not? I mean, you're not you don't watch trailers. It seems boring. Uh, I think <laughs> it, it is a it is a good idea, um, and it covers their ass basically. Because if you think about the the flack they've got for Joel's mm. death. Mm. If everybody knew Joel died within the first three hours of the game, yeah. would that have impacted sales? Because if you look how many people are crying about it, <laughs> saying shit <laughs> game, terrible game, da 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 da, they might not have bought it. So yeah. it, they might have done it just to, to cover their asses, sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's um like I said, I think it is cheap, but for me it made that that moment stronger. And, and um, but the one thing I would say is for Naughty Dog, you kind of only have that card to burn once. Like, yeah. Next game, whatever it is, you try and pull that shit again. People, well, now people won't trust them anyway. Yeah. So they're in that weird situation where whatever they release next and however they decide to market it, like people are going to be like, well, that's bollocks. They, they swap the character model out. It's going to be nonsense. So it'd be interesting to see how it affects the next game in terms of like the build-up and stuff and how they, whether they do even bother addressing that. But some people have called called it for false advertising and like all sort. And I'm just like, it's not false advertising. Like they've no, they've they, 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 they've, they've done the dirty on you. Agreed, but yeah. it's it's helped they're you. Never- They've never said, you know, Last of Us Two, play this to experience Joel's. Yeah, it's always been Ellie's game. That's it. Yeah, and as of of June the nineteenth, when it came out, it managed to sell four million copies in the first three days. Yeah, I saw that, and I've just seen literally hours ago that The Last of Us Part Two outsells the entire UK top ten combined in June. (laughs) Hey. So it has done some rocket numbers, despite the the hatred it's been getting. And the leaks. Yes, and the leaks, which won't have helped. Is this your most hyped game ever, Biff? Like, is this like have you been more anxious to play a game than The Last of Us Part Two? Because you wouldn't have been doing that for The Last of Us Part One because we didn't know what was getting in for. This has all the hype of the the game of the decade, Digital's official game of the decade. And then this is the the sequel and the, perhaps the swan song to the generation. Is there anything that gets any bigger for you than than this game since you've no. been sort of playing it? No, I reckon this was the most exciting I've been for a game. Cool, GTA Five. I remember, yeah, I remember being GTA Five when that came out. <laughs> I remember being excited about that. Red Dead uh, Two. Not as much. I don't know why. Sloppy from them. Rockstar blow it. Uh, <laughs> but I remember being excited about GTA Five, but mm. it's just because you you know you're in for a really good game um and you know that it's you know a big world and there's certain things you can do but with this it's like it was more i don't know it's like a film isn't it you think what what is going to happen yeah that's what you're bothered about you know what is going to happen with these characters you you know it was pretty obvious 
someone was going to die. There's, they were going to throw, you know, something horrible in there, weren't they? It's not yeah. a series that doesn't pull punches. So you knew, you know, something was going to happen. But it was like, well, what? what what's going to happen? So, yeah, I was... This is the most excited I've been for a game, definitely. And uh, I don't hope you don't mind me divulging this information, but you sent me a message saying you were kind of like getting a little bit uptight about finding out about stuff and it was almost make it difficult to enjoy the game. Like it had been built up that much that yeah. you didn't want to talk about it, you didn't want to go on the internet in case you read something. Like, What did you do? Did you just shut yourself away from any phone or, or messages? Or did you eventually... Four years. As you, yeah, four years he's kept himself locked up. <laughs> it's the new Logan. <laughs> um, yeah, so to be honest, it, it was... You know, it, it just played on my mind a lot because I was thinking I don't want it to get ruined. Mm. Um, but... You, you want to sort of enjoy it and it, it does suck suck the fun out of it because yeah. you're you're sort of constantly looking over your shoulder constantly worried someone's going to say something even if they didn't mean it and it, it does sort of hamper the game but it, it, it i mean it doesn't hamper the game but it hampers the experience slightly but you know it it's just one of those things it's the times we live in you know 20 years ago this wouldn't have been a problem but it is now because there's so many weirdos about that want to put comments on stuff like i can see <laughs> Yeah, they, they just they just get a kick out of doing something like that, don't they? Yeah, it's it's not right, but yeah, it's interesting because I was I tried to play it down a lot. Like I even I downloaded it, didn't I, at midnight digital, oh, yeah. and then hit went to like as it unlocked, done a countdown video for you guys, and then switched it off and went to bed. I didn't even play it. I didn't want to make it out to be a big thing. And I think that helped me just sort of settle down a little bit. And not mm. get in that headspace, but it's about you, Edkins. How because you you're in a group of people that you say is infamous for spoiling stuff. Oh yeah. Were you like sitting there concerned when they're playing I at would. midnight? You've yeah. got work the next day, so you probably can't play it till in the evening. You have got to put kids to bed. Yeah. Fucking hell, that sounds Them like hell to, almost. That group, like what you say, um, name it cunts. Get a kick out of naming, out of spoiling things. Matthew Pasola and Daniel Cahill. <laughs> They are definitely two people that get a kick out of spoiling things for everyone. If you see them add you on Facebook, stay away from them, gamers. They'll yeah. try and spoil it for you. And it's even like sometimes they don't even know they're spoiling things. They yeah. put like a meme in or something. And that that's one thing. Joel in one like, meme. You're like, what's that meme? Another, yeah. Well I did I got one there was one of Ellie being choked. Oh, and I, I, I thought that was the, I thought that was the end of the game. I it's horrible. Cause I, even I'll, if it doesn't, it just plays in your mind, and you start yeah, running exactly. away with your own narrative and think, "Oh fucking hell!" Yeah. So I, I saw that early on. That was probably like the in the first week of playing it. So I assumed that was the ending because I think even up until the last sort of half hour, I, I, I was in my mind that she was going to die. Right. Especially at the end where she's going on about how much her side hurts. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh, well, she's just going to bleed out." So, yeah, really, and I think if I would have found out that Joel died, you know, even though I didn't know when, like, knowing it's coming, that Mm. definitely would have fucked me off so much, and probably, yeah, it just just gives you that sour taste, doesn't it, and you're like, uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is a sick one. But, Joel was at an all-time hype for this, um, and yeah, just was very weary of the spoilers. Having spoiler merchants for friends. <laughs> Fucking Callum. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about was that, that it's something that's kind of came up in, in various circles online and, and, and been mentioned in various groups as well. And it's around the representation of, of like transgender people, lesbian slash gay people, things like that. It's something that Biff wanted to talk about, it seemed. He wanted it on the list. And um, we, all, we all come from a little village in Essex. 
outside of South End on fucking sea. <laughs> I'm white collar worker. Biff's blue collar worker. The sorry, Adkins is blue collar worker. Biff's a train cunt, and <laughs> we're all white heterosexual males in our thirties. We're in our thirties well, now. Oh, you're saying and that? I've uh, I've dabbled in the sexual. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a lot of there's, there's two sides of like the the, the camps. One is that people are, are glad that there was like a transgender character in there that we saw a lot of like Dina and Ellie's relationship them them being lesbian in the first game we had Bill who turned out to be gay or maybe bisexual and maybe had female partners before but and there's another camp that's saying oh well, you're trying to force a social justice warrior narrative or politically correct narrative down my throat I don't want it I want to resist what without hanging yourself with a rope and saying something grossly offensive, which I know Biff's definitely <laughs> capable of, we'll start with him. What's your feeling on this side? Did, did you find that, and honestly, did you find that it got in the way of anything or was you quite receptive to what they were trying to do with, let's say, Lev, for example, Biff? Do you know what? I, I thought it's one of the best things I've seen in regards to one of these sort of politically correct um, narratives because it was just sort of there. It wasn't rammed yeah. down your throat. It, it just seemed so natural. Do you know what I mean? It just seemed like normal people getting on with their lives yeah. in a messed up situation. But Ellie's a lesbian. Yeah. You know, Dina's bisexual, you know. Oh, yeah, she is. And it just... It, Both. Hovis. It just, yeah, it's just, uh, it just seemed really natural. It, you know, I remember watching the Avengers mm. film and there's like a scene where that one of the women is struggling and then she's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And then five women jump over and Oh, she's not on her own. And it's like, all right, <laughs> oh, yeah. it, girl power. I get it. You know, it's just like a slap at the back. end. Heavy handed. Yeah. But this is just, do you know what I mean? Ellie's not trying to be a feminist. I don't think, but she, you know, she's if she fucking, is, I don't want to go near those feminists. They're fucking yeah. violent. Burn your bra. She's just, you know, she's absolutely brutal. But yeah. it's done really naturally. It's not sort of smacking you in the face or obvious. It's just, I don't know, I just think mm. it's really well done. Yeah, I'm in that camp. Like, I feel like, especially with like Lev, like they, there's a certain point when Abby is trying to like ask her why they call her Lily, or him, mm. Lily, sorry, so I'm getting, I'm going to get told off for that now. <laughs> because, um, and then, but, but Lev says, he says, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. And he says, no. And she kind of leaves it there. They don't like keep forcing down your front. And later on, like he opens up about what it is. But there were people even that got annoyed that the scars or the seraphites, whatever you want to call them, had dead named Lev by calling her Lily. And I was like, yeah, but that's just a representation of like them being bigots. Like you have yeah. to show that in game. It's not saying that's that's right. That's showing that yes, there's people out there that will do that because they don't understand. They're not open-minded enough to accept it. And you can't just block those people out. No, yeah, like it, it doesn't work like that. Um, Adkins, what are you, you going to hang yourself on, I, the, on the PC bandwagon? I thought it was absolutely disgusting to have these people include. No, no, I'm in the same camp as you. I, I, it's just I'm uneducated in in the sort of that realm of mm. life. So my difficulty with it, understanding it was, I was like, right, so how how is he in setting this world? I can't imagine there's many doctors around there yeah, knocking out transsexual, um, what's it called, procedures and stuff. So I thought, has he just shaved his head and gone right? I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a man now. Mm. So I was, I was just a bit sort of, you know, ill-educated, I suppose, as to 
how he was represented. But no, again, I think I, I think they do a great job of doing it. I don't like as much as it it had now has like a sort of following from the um, LGBTQ plus community. Is it? That's it. Um, Are you reading this? <laughs> I've got it written down. Um, they sort of say, they seem to have attached themselves to this this game because it's a good representation for it. I don't want it to just become like a sort of checklist. So like now they have like a transsexual, yeah. You know, namely the next game they have a pansexual or yeah. ever whatever one of these new um, sexualities that are about. So oh, that's one beer, Dan. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I think they do they deal with it, and like you say, it's not. Compared to like the, the kiss at the end of the last Star Wars film, that just felt they were doing that to tick a box. It yeah. was like, oh, we've got to have some sort of representation here. Let's just stick this scene in for them. Mm. And it's never felt like that with The Last of Us. But I just hope, like, you know, if they want to add that, and it's fine. But it just, I just don't want them to make it look like a tick box. So they they feel like they have to fill a quota, which it never has before. So it shouldn't really. As well, we've, we've lived. I thought. When I was playing it, I just thought it was a girl with a shaved head. I didn't think that Lev doesn't strike oh, as a right. boy's name. So right. when I saw them and they were together, I just thought there's one girl and another girl, but the girl shaved her head because she's part of this religious cult. So you took it as you took it as red that she got kicked out and vilified for shaving shaving her head. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't know why they got kicked out, and then you sort of find out why they had got kicked out. Yeah. And it was because of that. But you don't find that out straight away. You find that out a little bit later, but you don't know why they got kicked out. Mm. It's only as the game progresses that you find out why they got kicked out. It's because, obviously, the way uh, he, she is. Sorry, fucking hell. (laughs) That's that's the weight grinning, yeah? Yeah. It's hard to get it out. So I just thought she was a girl called Lev that just had a shaved head. That's all. And then it's only when I was like, oh, okay, that's quite cool. Yeah. To be honest, I went through the game thinking that Abby was transgender, (laughs) just based on her look. (laughs) (laughs) Because it it was not my own fault, like, from seeing it, but there was... So, oh no, there was there was lots of actually the one of the one like I mentioned earlier is the joke like one of the leaks was that Abby was transgender yeah. or people would put it together. And so. I saw that there was transgender representation right, in the game, so I, seeing her physique, um, it, I, did, I did think oh, so this is the, the transgender character <laughs> later, obviously revealing that she's not and she's just absolute built like a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah so Lev didn't cross my mind at first I didn't yeah until his, his so I was, story I, I was the opposite to be if I found I've, Lev was a little boy like how young I couldn't that's the one thing I couldn't quite work yeah. out because they were saying that that he got kicked out because they as in, in, in the scars that he was a female he was going to be used as a wife for someone and I was like how old is this kid like he oh. looked like 10 to me and I thought, yeah. what sort of fucking religion is this? Where they're trying to marry off ten-year-old girls as they <laughs> as they thought he was. But I was I was in like the other boat where I, I thought it was a little boy, and it is a little boy. And then when they said Lily, like just in that random encounter you have, like they're talking, oh. they shout, and they shout Lily. I was like, ah, oh, right, I see what's happened now. He shaved his head because he he doesn't want to have long hair. He doesn't want to be associated with being a woman, and he's a man now, or or a boy, I should say. But I can't work out the ages, so. Oh, a bit of a... I know Abby's supposed to be the same age as Ellie. Which she I think... looks much older, doesn't she? Yeah, it's our fault. Yeah. Not having but that. So Druck has said he, um, wow. yeah, he claims she's the same If he age. can send over their birth certificates, I'll believe him. <laughs> yeah. Until I can see that, I don't know if I can take him seriously. Well, how old's Ellie at the end of 
13, 14? Yeah, I think she's 19, this one, they keep saying. Yeah, for four years there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a bit madness. Now, there's been a bit of a polarising reaction from fans. Critically, it's been really well received, other than like the few sort of... You always get one or two like high-profile sites that go, ah, crap, or whatever, just for whatever reason. Um, but fan-wise, it's been... There's been a lot of loud negativity around this mm. and obviously positive stuff as well, but more so the negativity seems to have drowned out a lot of the positivity online. But if you even ended up reading some comments online today, which I know is not you at all, but what do you think about the, the reaction from some of the people who don't like the game and have, have got a real problem with whatever it is, whether it's the representation of LBGT plus people, whether it's Joel dying, whether it's this has ruined the franchise. What's your opinion on, on that? And it'll probably lead us into your overall thoughts of the game, I guess. I mean, you know, I just think people have got too much time on their hands. <laughs> you, know, you, you come at the end of that and you go, does that game make me think? Did I enjoy it? You know, am I still thinking about that mm. once I put the controller down and turned it off? Yeah. The answer is yes. So it's, that's a huge success. If you're if you're going online to talk about it, whether it be to complain, I mean, it's not as if the game's, you know, it's different if the game was fucking unplayable. Yeah. And yeah. you went online, yeah. you're complaining because you, you don't think the story panned out the way you want the story to pan out. Yeah. You know, that, that's what the fuck. They can't make a game for every fucking individual. You must understand that. So. Um, no. No, so that's when <laughs> yeah, you're wrong because I've got 49,000 people here that want the fucking story rewritten petition going up <laughs> I mean you're not they're never gonna, that's never going to happen is it they're not going to rewrite <laughs> the <hell>? story <laughs> Mass Effect just... Mass Effect did yeah they did to be honest but that is that's a bit of craziness it, yeah I'm I'm in your boat I mean it's, it is madness that people would get to that stage and that it's I, I kind of understand it like everyone loves Joel and that seems to be the point is that Joel's killed off and they're like, oh he didn't get a good death I heard people saying yeah. and I was like disrespecting him Dis- what you don't own him like, yeah. he ain't your fucking dad he ain't anyone's dad he's a fictional yeah. character that Neil Druckmann the made up is- in his fucking head and then he wrote he said actually I'll tell you what I know this character better than anyone else and I want to kill him and I love him more than anyone else <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do I'm going to put a fucking golf club through his skull when they talk about like a, a good death, it makes me feel like they, they want something like a, a Marcus Fink Gears of War going down yeah. blaze of gun going, glory. Driving his truck back through That's the... That's the thing. He he was never a hero in the first place. No, he's a fucking <laughs> arsehole. Do you know oh, what I mean? Come on, don't speak <laughs> of the worst. Come on, mate. This is a dead man you're talking about, <laughs> but he, I mean, I, you know, I, didn't, I don't agree with what he'd done in the first game, but I loved the ending. It was amazing, but... He isn't a good bloke. He, you know, he's an anti-hero. He's not. He know. Yeah. There's no way you can look at his character and think he's a, he's one of the good guys because he's not. And that's what the whole game does. It, it sort of. I said it to you, apps. It blurs the line where you think, "Am I a good guy? Or am I a bad guy?" Here? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I think I'm doing the right thing, but when you look at it from somebody else's shoes, yeah. you think I'm not. I'm, I'm the fucking. I'm the asshole here. And yeah. and Joel is an asshole. I mean, how many? How many? women has he killed how many blokes has he killed I mean it was you know he was a hunter in the first game wasn't he so where's that DLC of him fucking pillaging people that's what I want to see that'll yeah, change people's tune won't it yeah, exactly. that's what Druckmann should do. do when this petition gets to 50k he goes here you go here's what Joel's really like him and Tommy gang rape bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really soil his brilliant Adkins what about you I mean you've seen the you've, you live more in the online world like I do 
You see, yeah. you've seen all sorts. Is there oh. any ground for people to stand on? No, I think they're all fucking idiots. No, um, I think Drucker said it well himself. He's, uh, the leaks really did damage it for them. It'd be interesting to like see what it would have been like without the leaks. But I think a lot of people do that. They find out what happens and that they've killed off their main character. Yeah. And they quote unquote dig their heels in the sand, and that's it. That they once they've killed it off, they're not interested in finding out the reason why. Yeah. Like we looked into the percentages, didn't we? It's like thirty percent of the of the people that have played this game, you know, it, sold yeah. four million copies, and yeah. only thirty percent. You do the math. It's a landslide. <laughs> it's not. It's the opposite of a landslide. The board got it wrong for once. So. And that's what people do. They just go right. No, that's it. I'm not sure. I don't care what you're what you're going to do. I don't care what sort of message you're trying to convey. You've not done what I expected from a sequel of The Last of Us. What's um, that about thirty percent? What did thirty percent people do? Complete the game. We got a trophy biff that Adkins decided to post the day before it was all finishing up. <laughs> yeah. To now, which I realised was a fucking huge spoiler, and I didn't realise when I done that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, so I think that, yeah, I think that people just are not interested by what, um, and I think that's the the beauty of this game. Like, I think that the commitment to making this much of a statement of going, right, here's your fucking beloved character. We're going to give you a story that shocks us. Mm. Um, the story we wanted to write, even if it does upset, like they knew going into this, that this, this was going to divide the yeah, they knew people weren't going to be happy. They could have easily done just another, yeah, another story of Ellie. That, yeah. and you get glimpses of that in the story with like some of the scenes that are just Ellie and Joel, and yeah. and that's probably what the game could have been. They could have played it safe and gone inside yeah, the that, box. It could have been, and we'd have all loved it. We'd have gone, yeah, that's a that's a great yeah. game. But would it have really left exactly. its mark? Like I feel like no. it's leaving its mark on especially no. me. Like and even Biff's got his, he hasn't got much of a brain. He's thinking about it for fuck's sake. So it's, <laughs> I think this is a similar situation to... I don't know if you two watched it, but a series lost. Certainly Poitier. <laughs> I fucking loved that series. Right, uh, that yeah. TV series. But a lot of people hated it because of the way they end, They sort of ended the series on yeah. a weird sort of... It was did seem out of context. But it was one of those series that, you know, for like the next year, people were talking about it on message boards and whatnot. Yeah. And it did. Like you say, it was just so thought-provoking that... I see that as a success, but no, a lot of people think it's fucking load of shit because they've not panned out the way they wanted. Mm. And now they're trying to sign petitions. Yeah, so, I mean, by, by the time this airs, it'll get to whatever 50,000 is. I don't. I, I made up a lie and told Adkins that if it gets to 50,000, no, Druckers what? has agreed to have a sit-down with them, which is nonsense. That's never. <laughs> I made that up, but yeah, I don't know what it's going to achieve. 50,000 out of at least 4 million. Hmm, not really... Oh, it's on 49,576. Yeah, I might add mine on there just to see what happens at 50. <laughs> Absolutely fuck all. But yeah, I'm in total agreement with all. I mean, it's a difficult one. We know someone called Alex Menzies, who's actually been on our previous podcast. He's playing through it. He's got to the point where you switch to Abbey and he's kind of like shut down a little bit and turned it off because he's so, he's not over Joel yet. But he hasn't got well, he, he hasn't got the perspective of what actually leads up to yeah. that. So I've, I, what I said to him was, he was like, "How did you feel playing that?" And I said, "I was intrigued. I thought like, mm. I knew I had to have an open mind at that point, and I was fortunate enough that I didn't get too wound up with Joel 
getting his head caved in with a, a fucking golf club that I was not receptive to what was going on around me and I feel like that, that enhanced my experience a little bit one last flashback to the, to the original I watched the the Last of Us definitive playthrough which is on <laughs> retro replay um, which is Troy Baker and, and Nolan North playing through the first game and, and, and they're playing with cast members of the game. So you get Tommy in there, you get Nate, you get Nadine, you get uh, Ellie, obviously, and, and El- Joel is played by Troy Baker, so he's on every episode. And Nolan North, is that is it David, that weird fucker that tries to, yeah. that eats people? He's he's on there as well. He's pi- they're both piss poor at playing the game, but it's entertaining. <laughs> and just, and I haven't replayed the game yet, but just watching the game back through and going through the lens of like those guys that are involved in actually making it, like Druckers turns up on the last episode. Um, I feel like it enhances the first game. Like it made, yeah. especially the moments between Joel and Ellie to me a lot more powerful and I was even though I was just watching it I was a bit like oh I'm getting a little bit like choked up here and mm. I, I I did not experience that at all when I played it I've played it three four times now and I didn't really experience that at all playing through it but having now like the knowing where it kind of ends for Joel and how their relationship builds upon in the in the in the months and years after the first one I feel like it's added a lot more to the original game and in my in my top six games of the decade I'm thinking of retconning that and putting it in somehow taking something else out but be thinking back to the first one do you feel like this is a this makes the original enhance it make it worse or not really affect it as its own it, it is technically its own story um yeah I suppose it does it does enhance it because you know you, you know what the final chapter is didn't you for for yeah. Joel so you know he's golf club in the head no yeah head. exactly and you also know that when he goes to collect Ellie and he walks in and shoots the first doctor, he's setting off the domino effect that will yeah. basically end his life. So and it makes you, know, you shoot that doctor. You have to kill I was him. Say, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. It, you have to kill him. You can't, you, you can shoot him in the leg, but he'll still die. Like right. you have to kill it. And I remember people complaining, saying, playing, Oh, I don't want to kill the doctor. I want to just go in and take her, but it makes you do that. And I think that's, uh, I, they didn't, have this in mind really when they were doing the second one or beforehand but I think that's a good that kind of helps drive home the point that Abby is connected to that because you have to kill that person whereas in theory like if it was just a random guard you could get round the whole thing about killing someone there's only yeah. there's very few characters you actually have to kill in the game I said there's quite a few sort of like morality decisions in that game that you don't need that are not forced upon you like that beginning bit yeah where when you're walking through that building and you're the in the uh, spores and that bloke's like, kill me. Yeah. And it's your decision. You like, you can either leave him to rot or put a bullet in his head. Uh, what, have you, what did you do every time? Shot him. You shot him. <laughs> I think I've shot, I don't think I've ever left him. Yeah. You play grounded. You need every fucking bullet. I left him. So left what, him. Biff, what happens when you leave him? Do you, do you remember? Nothing. Tess shoots him. Mm. He dies anyway. I yeah. Did I didn't oh, remember I didn't. that. No. So that's clever. He dies anyway, that poor cunt. Well, he's going to die anyway, so he's probably done, done him a bit of a favour. Um, let's move into the game itself. We start off like a little prologue chapter in Jackson, which is Tommy's community. I mean, fuck me, that's a thriving community for the end of the world, I think. I'd, I'd love to live there. Yeah. They've got they've got all sorts going on. Imagine uh, clearing it out. must have took fucking ages. Yeah. yeah. must have started I mean, off with like four buildings and then expand, expand, expand. I mean, not, uh, again, inside baseball... In my garden, it's the back of it has like a little stone border. Yeah. Since uh-huh. we've got this little dog, 
he keeps trying to grab the stones. He thinks it's hilarious to get the stones and run off of them. And I'm like, don't, because if you swallow them, vets, money, death even. I'm trying to save the poor <laughs> cunt. And I've been trying to dig out the stones for the last three days. Uh, it's taken me ages. I haven't even got anywhere near close to it. So let alone building a community from scratch <laughs> with little or no resources and infected running around. I think Tommy's done a stellar job there. Yeah. If I'm being totally honest. Um, Biff, what's your thoughts on this prologue piece? Because actually, and it's this is something I kept forgetting until I like just made sure I took a note, is that you actually play as Abby during this opening bit as well. And at the time, I kind of just brushed it off as being a little bit insignificant. I wasn't prepared for the, the huge impact that doing that would have, and, and nor did I expect that I'd be going back to that character. What did you think of the whole Jackson setup and the, the time you spend with... Perhaps you spend a little bit of time with Joel and Tommy actually to start with, but Ellie and Dina setting up their relationship, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think it's really clever because if you're new to the game, it's teaching you the fundamentals of the game hmm. and the basic controls, but it's also building the story up. Do you think it, it does it's... enough, though? Do you think it does enough to sell the relationship between Joel and Ellie? Because you kind of don't find out a lot. If you've never played the first one, and if you haven't, hmm. you're a nut job. But if you haven't, like you don't find out a lot of that stuff until the flashbacks start happening, kind of in no, Seattle. No, I, I agree. You you don't sort of see what their relationship means to each other until the end. Yeah. But yeah. even if you've played the first one, you then don't know that they've had a big argument. No. And they're not getting on, and sh- you know, and they've not True. been speaking for a long time. And it only just the night before started talking to him and started to say, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I want to start again. I want to, you know, I can't forgive you, but I want to try. That's, I think that's what she said, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't find that again anyway, even if you have played the first one. So it, 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 you know, it, I know what you mean, but. Um, I don't give a fuck. If you haven't played the first one, you're jumping to the second one. You're an idiot. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I'm saying yeah. that. And I know so, the, um, the sales of the first one gone right up as well. So people are trying to oh, catch yeah. up or going back to it even. And they'll be real choked up when they oh, go through that. Yes, plus. Gordon Atkins, what was that? Freebie on the PS Plus. Yeah, grab that. You're still playing it. Yeah, you should do. It's good game. Okay. Atkins, what did you make of Jackson, Tommy? Yeah. All this stuff. Did, did you win the yeah. snowball fight? I'm assuming no one failed that. Yeah, it seemed very um, tutorial for new people, and it was. It did seem it was set for that. Like, there wasn't much for us. It was quite interesting. A little bit how- like the rope climbing and throwing the rope. There's like a little tutorial, if I remember, with Dina in that little little like bar or something where you learn to throw the rope up and you can use it to get up things really but, but that, yeah and you could obviously go prone and stuff which wasn't in yeah yeah that was interesting and it was quite what i really liked was um seeing original cut scenes in the new engine that was quite interesting oh yeah of course they showed yeah they showed a little bit of like flashbacks to to um to the original game which yeah I don't know if they were pulled from the original game or if they just reshot them, but they, yeah, it was, they looked they looked bloody nice. Yeah, I did like, I did enjoy that time in Jackson. I heard that that was going to be the first open world. They was going to have that as the open area. Yeah, um, which would have been fucking huge. Um, but yeah, it definitely it felt like it was more for newcomers to sort of try and catch up. There wasn't much learning. Interesting though that now after finishing it and that and seeing these little Easter eggs and stuff. That's yep. two games in a row. The mm-hmm. first character you play as dies. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Father like daughter. Fucking blowers <laughs> to the end, weren't they, those Millers? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. What a waste of flesh. 
Mm, they do all that. So they can't do that again in the third game. They can, they will, and there'll be a, a, a Smoke and Mirrors trailer that we're all going to have to decipher. Yeah. They'll be using the same <laughs> same tactics. What did you, Biff, when you first took control of Abby, did you have any inkling as to what was going on, who she was hunting for, what, who she... Obviously, we didn't know who she was, but it was clear that in that dialogue with Owen, they were, they were looking for someone. What Did you immediately think, ah... I don't like the sound of this slapper and then I'm being forced to play her. Or was you a bit like, no, I'll just see where this goes. I'm yeah, I, had, I had no idea. I didn't know who they were looking for. It didn't even click that it might be Tommy or Joel. No, it didn't with me it either. It didn't click that, the you know, this could be... Prats. Yeah, exactly. Dina for me. Dina, you thought. You thought yeah, because, because they woke up, like, obviously, see, this probably obviously didn't happen with Biff because he didn't see the trailers. But yeah. when they, that's the first thing is they wake up in that um, in that building, don't they? In the, yeah. the lodge, sorry. Lodge where I knew that the, the death would happen. Uh, but in my head that whole time, I was like, well, this is going to be Dina. So they're looking for Dina. Right. Yeah. That's... But was you, was you jarred at all, Biff, at just playing a random woman called Abby that we had no backstory to or clue about? Because I, I thought, oh, it's just going to be a character that's going to die and it's mm. part of the tutorial and I'll learn from that and it'll be like, oh, what a terrible thing. But obviously, I was not prepared for the part she was going to play just a, an hour or so later. No, I, I you know, I, I thought the same. I didn't know if she would die, but I thought, she, you know, she's going to link in with Ellie at mm. some point. But no, I didn't think it would link in the way it did. Um, but I, I didn't I, think, oh, I'll, I'll end up playing with this bird again. That didn't, that didn't occur to me at all during the game. No. I, I didn't think this, but I, your brain never forgets that. No. Um, We've watched that track that the the first I think it must have been at was it Game Awards or E3 uh, Paris they, Games Week where they first revealed Abby and he they don't forget that, does he what's that Paris Games Week oh yeah don't forget but yeah they oh. show that scene of her being hung by the yeah seth. all right uh, Gorm scars I ain't doing that word yeah I'm scars. calling WLF wolves from now on and the scars yeah. scars I ain't doing the the long-term ones Pratt's yeah so, come on Druckers you... so I'm surprised your brain didn't go ah that's that one from that trailer didn't recognize the slapper if I'm honest no I, I, I live fast and loose lots of women in out, <laughs> in out shake it all about like, I, I won't gonna remember Abby from that it looked like just a scruffy woman it look, she looked jacked <laughs> up I'll tell you what would have given it away is if we saw her in a tank top immediately yeah, I may have yeah. then gone, oh, I recognise her from that trailer because I remember that woman being fucking ripped as fuck. Yeah, Ronda but, Rousey. Yeah. There was rumours when that came out that that was going to be Ellie's mum. Mum, yeah. They, they, didn't, um, they wouldn't reveal her name mm. um, and it was four letters and uh, uh, was it uh, Ellie's mum was called Anna. Yeah. 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 So everyone thought it was Ellie's mum but alas, it was the fucking one that killed her. Father, surrogate dad. Let's just—we've—we've we've batten around this. We've said that Joel deserves to die, and yet we've spent a long time avoiding the the subject of him getting <laughs> his head fucking caved in. Hmm. I'll go first. I was oh. completely shell shocked when it happened. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. It. It took the stuffing out of me. It did. I was yeah. not expecting it to happen then. I was not expecting it to happen in the way it did. The brutality of it. I was like, good. God, this is like a mainstay character getting his fucking skull caved in with a club. And just hearing Ellie screaming was, it really does cut through me to this day. So for the next part of the game, I was a little bit, 
I was like numb for like the. I should have just ended the session there and walked away, <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. I played until I got like to Seattle, like the open bit basically, and then I stopped there. But for that whole period until I got to there, I was not in a mood for retaining information. I was just sort of completely and utterly shocked. And I, I'm pretty sure had I been streaming, it, you'd have seen a loud like audible gasp as as that club thundered into Joel's brain. So. I was completely stunned by it. I'm not going to say I was angry. I was just like, whoa, now I know what this game's all about. Biff, you've called Joel a cunt. You said he deserved it pretty much. <laughs> Were you sitting there sort of laughing, going, yeah, you reap what you sow, you old prick. The thing is, like, I love Joel. Like, he's amazing. But he, you know, he is an arsehole. You can't deny it. But I, I, was, I was gutted. But the first thing I thought of was, this is going to be a fucking amazing game. Yeah. Like, I just thought they've just that fucking got... the tone. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. We're three hours in, and the, the best bloke in the game is dead. You know, the bloke... <laughs> like he's fucking well, Tommy's dead. laying there. That's his older brother. Come on, he, he, is he not... Okay. Yeah, I'm not brother, mean, sorry. Tommy's, you know, he's a poor man's Joel, isn't he? No, I love Tommy. Um, Tommy's the best brother. Always the younger brother. Thank you. So... Yeah, and I, that's what my thought was. I was gutted, don't get me wrong. I remember actually shouting, fuck. I just went, fuck. <laughs> uh, but I just I just thought, this is going to be fucking amazing. Like yeah. I, I, I had scenes in my head of, like again, like you said, of Ellie and Joel wandering around pretty much the same as the other one, the other game. So, you yeah. know, just clearing buildings and that sort of shit. And, and then if he has to, it's like a sacrifice at the end where he saves yeah, Ellie from... And it's like, oh, what a hero. Oh, God, what a hero. No, he's just systematically leg blown off, beating half to death. And then in front of Ellie, as she lays down squealing, uh, a fucking golf club comes down his skull and ends him. You see the fucking brain hanging off the set end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows you as well, like, the, the, the sort of tone of the game. Because, like you say, that it's not a hero's death. It's brutal. It's so gritty, isn't it? He's in a fucking cellar in the middle of nowhere, you know, just getting his head caved in with a fucking golf club. It, you know, it's crazy. And yeah. it, it just, it, I was just like, wow, this is going to be epic. Yeah. Atkins, over to you. Some people have said that Joel was too trusting and Tommy were too trusting there. Do you, yeah. subs- do you subscribe that or do you say, actually... They've had, four, they've had four good years that. of safety. Yeah. And actually, if you watch it, Tommy's the one who sort of gives it away to start with, not Joel. And you, so if you, you look at their body language, the first thing they want to do is get them out of there. They want to go back to Jackson. Yeah. Saying, Come get back and get your ammo. So, yeah, you can tell that they don't want to be in there. And, yeah, people saying, oh, they never would have um, got themselves into that situation. They're being fucking chased by a horde. <laughs> True. That has never happened. Well, obviously that we've ever seen they've never been chased by a horde it was either that or die Mm. um and yeah they've been living in this fucking sanctuary like he's a he's pretty much like a hero there like one of their lead guys of course he's gonna let his guard down after like people change after four years of living that life yeah so nah they're fucking idiots i think the people that say it that's the thing they think they know the character because they become so beloved and you know it affects you and makes you think of a part in your life that they get attached to these characters but you you do you start to think you know them better than the writers yeah when you don't you don't (laughs) yeah one thing that like that's joel joel dies at that point and then we we see him later on in the game through flashbacks and whatnot but we still know he's dead 
Maybe it's so hard. Yeah. The the one thing, I, and people like assuming that he's he's died or the way he's died, and like I've watched a lot of even that definitive playthrough, which was recorded before this game came out, but they at this point they would have known that Joel was dying. Like Troy mm. Baker, who plays that, Joel. Hmm? I thought that bit. And he, if you watch that ending where he, he talks about the morality choice of killing the doc. Doctors yeah. at the end, and you make he goes, oh, I'll leave them, and he goes, oh no, no I'll, I'll just kill one of them, and kills that one, and I think he knows that that's the sort of canon story. Yeah, well, you have to, you have to kill that one <laughs> yeah. doctor. Oh, you, yeah, I didn't know that. I you have to you kill, kill Abby's dad. I'm pretty like 99 percent sure of that. Someone happy to correct me if they've got this far. They're idiots, but you know they can do that. Where was I going? Oh yeah, so so people were saying, oh, it's disgraceful that Joel's dead, blah 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 blah. But I was like, that like if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff, if you watch anything, any interviews that he's been doing lately or done before, like you will know that Troy Baker loves Joel as a character. Like mm. it's not part of him, but it's a huge part of his career professionally, and he takes a lot of his personal stuff in there to do some of the scenes that he did, mm. and yet he has. He feels like this was the complete right decision. Like, yeah. he knows the character better than anyone because he's inside his fucking head half the time trying to reenact him. So, uh, just for someone to armchair sit there on their shitty little idle game chat podcast and say, yeah, oh, it's a disgrace what they've done to Joel. They shouldn't have done it. It's like, well, the people who created him and moulded him wanted to do that. They know him better than you. So, on your fucking bike. Yeah. That's the thing. That's crafts. <laughs> Even Druckers give. Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie, mm. like they gave them creative decisions. Mm. They like the the reason that Joel plays guitar is because Troy does in real life. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Ellie reason Bill's plays- gay is because the <laughs> the, the actor um, Earl. I have to look it up. Earl Summoncroft. He's in Deadwood. Great actor. He read like the part out where, where he talks about a partner where, where Bill oh. talks about a partner and then off like outside of like the recording part he said to Druck as he went when he says partner what does he mean like does he mean man woman what and he, and he goes what do you think and at that point the actor Earl decided that he was going to, it was going to be another fella basically so you're even with like a small like a smaller part Druckers does give his actors the freedom to sort of interpret things into the characters, and that is definitely the case with Joel and Ellie yeah. and all the characters. They can all put them put their own perspective on it, which I think is a sign of, a, especially in games, like a good bit of direction. Yeah. Get some get some nice bits in it. Seattle day one. Unless you want, unless you got anything else on Joel's death or the aftermath, I know there's a great part really? afterwards where you go through Joel's house and see that he's been like yeah, making. Yeah guitars that and stuff really did like humanize him like more than any well biff just called him a cunt so you want to have it out of him you can do but you never like that's the thing like he that's all you saw was his cunt side you just saw him mauling people to death yeah. fucking robbing and stealing whereas this you like saw going through his house you saw that he was like a normal person and they had hobbies and like he was building guitars and making little wooden structures of like animals and stuff. He's like really into coffee. <laughs> W.L. Brown is Bill. W.L. Brown. Never heard he's, of he's him. He's in Deadwood. He's great. Anyway. Yeah, go on. So he, uh, loves, he loves coffee and he drinks coffee. Loves coffee. That, yeah. And it just going through that, you see he had like music. There's like hidden comics in his house and there's like a little, in his bedside table, there's like a book of like the like dummies 
guide to space or something because he knows Ellie's into it. Mm. There's little Easter eggs like that that it just yeah it really just sort of brought, grounded the character and made him sort of made you think that he's just a normal person when it when it all boils down. Yeah. Biff, any last words on Joel before we fucking bury him? No, you know, I, th- I thought it was <clears throat> done well. Sad to see him go, but you know, oh, good to that go. That next day, me, I think me and Elbra went out uh, <laughs> with the kids. And do you know, like, if you've got um, like an interview coming up or, I don't know, something like the dentist where you don't want to go <laughs> and you're sort of having a good time and you sit there and you think, oh, I've still got that fucking, that's like weighing down on you. <laughs> that's what happened the next day when I was out with my kids. I was like, oh, this is a nice day. The sun is shining, but fuck it he's dead <laughs> that, that's really important because yeah. the whole basis of like the first half whatever whatever percentage it is of the game is ellie's vengeance and a revenge mission to get abby and make her pay for putting a golf club through a surrogate dad's fucking skull <laughs> so my question and i think i've got adkins answer so i'm gonna revert to biff for this one when you start seattle day one and kick off this this you know, mission to go and get justice. Were you a hundred percent on board with what Ellie was doing and being like, "Yeah, this this fucking slapper deserves it," or was you a bit like, "Yeah, Joe was a cunt, so maybe he deserves to have his head fucking caved in brutally with a uh, golf club?" No, hundred percent. No, I was. I you wanted would, blood as well. I wanted, but I wanted to open Abby up, <laughs> like Owen does. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted blood. Definitely, yeah. and that, yeah. that just proves how that scene works so well. Yeah. Because you, the emotions you feel that it does just go from shock, horror, straight into anger and revenge. Yeah. And in all honesty, that's enough to like challenge the the player almost. Like to kill Joel is enough, and we'll yeah. get to the point where they really rank it up when they they switch you over to Abby. But in most video games, they wouldn't even do the Joel scene. They, he wouldn't die like that he would die he either wouldn't die or he would die heroically but already in this game they've made him just leg blown off head caved in done and yet they still have got plenty left in the tank as we love to ranch it up the uncomfortableness because at some point we're going to start playing as this person who wraps a fucking golf club around joel's head and at this point whilst we set off in seattle We've got no idea that that's about to come. So we've got blood. We want blood, don't we? All three of us, I yeah. imagine. We're all we're all setting off on that horse. We're listening to we're listening to what Dean has got to say. But we're like, look, this slag needs to die. She needs to be put down. And Seattle Day One is interesting. The reason why I want to bring Seattle Day One up is because it's an open area which we haven't had in The Last of Us before, and it's only been one game, and some of the environments have been reasonably open, but not to this scale, where there's actually like little side quests and weapons that you can find by going off the beaten path. Biff, how did you find Seattle Day 1? Because I spent the majority of it doing the open world stuff and then sort of catching up on the more linear stuff, but how did you find the uh, the big open area where you can kind of go off and do what you want? Did you like it? Do you think it fits in The Last of Us games? Would you have just preferred it a little bit more linear in storytelling? No, I liked it. I thought it was it was done really well. Would it you want might... the whole game like it? See, th- this was the thing because I thought the There's game be was more of them. 
Yeah, oh, I, thought yeah. I would go from place to place and I'd go Seattle day one and it might be like, I, I don't know, another town, a city yeah. in fucking Toronto day two. I know it's in Canada, but do you know what I mean? Oh, it's got to cross the fucking border. Like do you, do you know what I mean? It would be like different towns and it, you'd go from town to town and have an open world bit and do it as and when. Mm. Because I know Naughty Dog done... Uh, Drake's didn't they? The Uncharted. You call it Drake's one more time, Biff, and I'm gonna fucking drive around there and, and I'm gonna fucking put a fucking golf club around your head. It's fucking Uncharted, all right? What was that um, DLC you lent me, Kins, on it? Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. That's I'll a answer for like him. That. He's too slow. Next. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of done like that where you have an open world and you drive from point to point so I thought oh they've stolen that from yeah. the Uncharted series I thought that was a big inspiration from Un- certainly Uncharted 4 yeah uh, just yeah. the way it was set out and stuff a lot of the menus are the same as well the rope uh, well the rope's taken from that isn't it yes yeah. I thought Ellie was going to have like a clip rope at some point yeah I did as yeah. well yeah. Like a grappling hook or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sort of glad she didn't. But for some reason, I f- I felt like, and it may have been something I saw before when I was talking about the rope bit. I thought, oh, it's to be something we're going to have with us that we can use quite a lot. But actually, it's like a handful of instances where you use a rope and you can't actually put your own in. But so you so you'd like the open area, but you're a little bit unsure whether it would have worked with the whole game being like that. Yeah, yeah. So I did enjoy it, and I thought it was good, but I was a bit. Slight, uh, you know, slightly concerned that it would it would go down that route, mm. but obviously it didn't. You know, it just no. worked. Oh, and it was quite interesting. It, you know, you know, different areas to explore, like you say, different things to find, and it was quite a cool little way to introduce you properly to the game, sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, and and Adkins, the fact that we didn't get any more of this, yeah, was, was that the right decision, or would you have been like, actually, I could have done with like another area yeah. within? Well, or do you think it would have just made the story like drag? Because yeah, you can get lost be, in these parts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to be honest, um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because a lot of the marketing was it was this new open-world version. So much like yourself, I was both thinking there's, there's going to be bigger areas in this. Um, it was going to be more to come. Mm. Um, but I am sort of glad it wasn't because I do love the like the linear side of these games and i think they do work well yeah um, i do still have sort of a bit of <clears throat> issues with the length and pacing of the story oh, uh, shit, so it, it did have you had another Neil. big Neil. Like, he said he's know. got problems with the pace of the story <laughs> <laughs> i told you he's a cunt <laughs> sorry atkins sorry go on Shaka's turned up he's in the back so, yeah. he's listening so it was good, but the whole time I was playing it, I was like, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to not find mm. it on this map because it wasn't, it was like, it was set out in like blocks of buildings. Yeah. But it was only, I think, did it circle it or cross it off once you'd watched that building? But there was also like buildings that had nothing written on it. So yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. to it. So I was scared that I was going to miss some like crucial bit of story. Because mm. what do you need to do to get through? If you want to skip all of that shit and you just want to get through, do you have to do the go into the guitar shop first no, to get that scene or is that optional I don't know to be honest I d- I've not really played it enough I mean, no, Biff, steamrolled it, he, he steamrolled it but he's still got the guitar bit Biff oh, you oh, actually Biff you were trying to get the trophy because you didn't get it all the first time I think you've just got you've got to go to synagogue I know that it's pretty much in there and there's no <laughs> there's no fuel in that is there yeah so you, you need to go to the synagogue to pick up the canister that's it and you have to go to the courthouse to pick up the petrol I think that's it the only oh, two so ones those two 
Yeah, yeah. I believe. I'm not 100, percent but I, I believe so. I think so you could miss the bank, the um, yeah, yeah, the music oh, yeah. store, music coffee store. shop. That's yeah. There's quite oh, a few bits there, aren't there? The coffee shop is excellent because yeah, that's there's... where it adds weight to the first game. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a talk in there where they talk about how they don't like coffee, Dina and, and Ellie, but Joel loves coffee and that he will trade over the odds for it. And actually, it's something that I picked up on like the, one of the very last scenes where they're on that porch and he's out there talking to her and you kind of find out how the relationship actually ended before he got his head caved in. Is that He's drinking a cup of coffee there. So you know he's, you know he's fucking happy. I think he even mentions yeah. that he traded too much. To, oh, that's it. Yeah, he's getting the coffee beans. Back. But if you don't go to the coffee shop, you don't you don't get that bit. No, you don't get that little. You don't get that little extra bit. And I remember I told Adcock about that afterwards, and he was like, "Ah, that's a sink. That's a stinker." <laughs> that's a stink. There's yeah. even a, the first game where you go into a hotel and there's a, yeah. there's a coffee right. machine there, and if you don't push triangle and you go next to it, you don't hear him go, "Fuck, I miss coffee." Or so he says something like that. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that's like an optional bit. So it's quite clever, isn't it? That the whole way through, you might not actually find out he really likes coffee. <laughs> I love coffee as well. It's good stuff. Good, yeah. good opportunity to talk about some of the gameplay changes because I feel like, <clears throat> particularly you, Biff, you've, you're so familiar with the first one, playing for it on Grounded, and I mean, you played for it what a couple of months ago, the first one. Yeah. It wasn't long ago. How? I mean, in my mind, it's it's really difficult to think of going back to the first one because the mechanics feel not elementary, but certainly a lot more watered down. How how different is one to two, and is two like a a significant step up in that front in terms of what you can do, and also like the design of like the levels and where you face enemies? I feel like um, it's it's harder on one. They've made it a bit easier now. Mm. With you know being able to lay prone. Um, you don't have to have a shiv with with Ellie. You can just knife her True. straight away. Um, but the, the actual it, it's basically it's pretty similar, except it's just really they've just polished it a lot more. You know, right. you move a lot more fluidly. You're not clunking about, banging into shit. You know, it was a bit the first one's a bit clunky, but the aiming is very similar. You know, the, yep. the gun the very similar. The bow and arrow has changed. Obviously, that had like a a projectile of where the arrow would go on the first one. This one just has like a crosshair sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and it has like a range finder on it as well. If you unlock that, which is really good. Yep. Sort of, as you pull the arrow back, it shows you where the arrow will land sort of thing on them, which right. is quite good. But yeah, it's, I don't think it's a million miles apart. It just feels, you know, a lot more polished, you know, and like they've, they've sort of listened to what people thought about the first one, because you, you it could be quite slow and clunky. And, you know, when you were, crawling not crawling like kneeling sorry mm. trying to catch up to something it seems to take forever and it, you're a big disadvantage i don't feel like that's a that's such a thing anymore you feel a bit quicker a bit smoother yeah yeah i i, I feel like it's a welcome addition i actually i actually think the changes are a little bit more more pronounced than perhaps what you think and it's mainly because the areas feel a lot bigger so, yeah, the, they are. so the options you have are a lot more wide, whereas in there's certain areas in like the first one, and there are in two, but there's certain areas that are quite small. Whereas a lot of the enemy arenas here are reasonably big, so you can kind of use that to your advantage where you can. I and found when, without sort of getting ahead of ourselves, but the yeah, ahead the, the new the new enemy, the shamblers. Is it the shamblers? Mm. They uh, yeah. they always kept them in quite close proximity. You're always yeah. in quite a tight confined space because yeah. 
they obviously explode this gas cloud and you don't, if it's big and open you just think well I'll just fucking walk away then won't I? but they're always really <laughs> tight so it, they're quite, it makes it a lot harder to kill them so they have done it quite cleverly yeah. in certain aspects of it but the, one of the biggest changes I noticed was in the melee like you've got a dodge now yeah, and, yeah. A, and a counter and whatnot. Atkins, did you find did you like that change or did you I, in some instances especially against runners and against yeah. the infected I found it a little bit juvenile not easy but it felt a yeah. lot, I felt more comfortable with that setup whereas you know yeah, I just that. mashed square previously with Joel and just hoped that he fucking caved someone's head in on a desk yeah I found that with in the first game you sort of because you didn't have that option the clickers were a real threat and certainly some of the um, infected were you'd definitely shoot yourself yeah. in this I think it's the complete opposite I think anyone who's got a gun is you're more wary of because you can't it's harder to dodge. The infected, they're quite easy to dispatch. Even clickers now, as long as you don't get right up in their grill, you can put them down. Mm. And that, and certainly if you're on the right with your runner one-on-one, there's only one outcome of that. You can dodge <laughs> yeah. yourself out of that way. So, yeah, I, I think it's a welcome change. It, it certainly made it more um, fluid um, and, like, and it, like the agility of, of uh, Ellie compared, obviously, she's younger and fitter than old old goat Joel. Dead oh, man, yeah. Tried to say from this grave he ain't doing anything. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I think it was a welcome change, but it did sort of make certainly the infected that easier to dispatch. Although I was just playing on like a normal difficulty, so I don't know what it's like on the harder difficulties. Yeah, so if you've gone and you played it on hard initially, or whatever that is, if it's called hard now, they change the names, but mm. one up from, from moderate, which is like AKA normal, you've gone to New Game Plus Survivor. How are you finding... Because that's normally where the mechanics are really strained. Like, do does it really work on the hardest difficulty? How are you finding that, this second playthrough that you're doing? Because you're also skipping a lot of the cutscenes. So you're doing it from a pure gameplay perspective. So I'm imagining you're enjoying what they've presented here in 2. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm skipping the gameplay... Uh, cutscenes, sorry, and just doing the gameplay. It, I mean, the it, it's exaggerated even more so with what Atkins said. Like, the in survivor mode... To, to get the infected is, is still about the same it doesn't really feel that much more difficult other than when you get grabbed you are fucked because they take a lot more of your life away yeah but the fucking humans they can see that you know you get that noise mm. um in spotted that is short <gasps> yeah that, that's short <laughs> down big time and then they will often even if it's like a second of that noise they'll go what was that and then they'll go and investigate it so you you really and their fucking accuracy is phenomenal right. if you if they, if they spot you and you hear that as if you've been spotted at the end of the, the noise shot also yeah basically you've they, they will get a shot away and they will hit you pretty much it, you, it is fucking hard it really is hard but yeah it, it does exaggerate what Akin said on survival mode because the people are more harder to kill than, than the infected. Yeah, I feel like they've the, the infected certainly took a bit of a back seat in the second one, and maybe that's just natural because in the first game we have no idea of what this game is, what the universe is, what the enemies are, and then you're introduced mm. to the infected and you're like, fucking hell, these are horrible cunts. Whereas mm. by the second game, if you've played through the first, you're familiar with them, so you're a bit like, yeah, they're there, but they're quite brainless. Like I know I can throw a bottle out. And three of them will run to the same spot, and I can throw a Molotov, 
and then yep. like take them down. So it may well have been a conscious decision to make them less of a threat, but I found the human enemies, particularly the scars, challenging yeah. at times. Like they I'll tell you why it was. It's really simple change they made with the wolves. They were chatting. They were say, I, I knew what they were saying. I could. They were saying, "Oh, I can see something." I'm going to investigate. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's me." With the fucking scars, they went. <laughs> like, what are you saying? You, you saying you, are you saying you spotted me or are you just whistling because you're fucking bored what and then some cunt comes marching over with an axe I'm like shit it's me and by then I'd already kicked it off and then I'll get a fucking bow and arrow in my side and have to yank that bastard out but I enjoyed like the, the difference between the scars and the wolves just yeah. like, they were subtle but it was just enough that I felt like I was actually fighting different enemies even though they were both human whereas in the first game you fight you can fight hunters guards they all in my view felt the same and i think running away is a fucking great way to get out of it oh yeah i ran away loads. at the time i found myself into bother i was like right fucking leg because it because the environments are big can. enough as well for you to run away yeah. and actually hide somewhere like there's there's levels as well like it's got some verticality to it as well as mm. like big space yeah can I just say one of the one of the sm- tiny tiny complaints I have about the oh, game? Fuck when you're God. Ellie, Neil, we oh. that again. <laughs> no, 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 it's Biff this time. <laughs> when you meet the scars up. for the first. All right. As a- Sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> when you meet uh, the scars for the first time as Ellie, you're in this sort of foresty park place. It's horrible. And I heard. Yeah, Ella, Ella, I heard the whistle, mm. and I was like, "There's something. There's somebody here. I can hear somebody here." And then I was crawling along and you get to a ridge and you have to go down the ridge, which makes her character stand up. And I got to the ridge and I thought, someone's going to shoot me. I, I sort of, I already right. knew it. You knew it. I, I, I thought, I'm going to get hit here because I've got to go down this ridge, which is going to leave me open. And it bugged me that I, I don't know, like, I had you so many really effect- yeah, I, yeah. I, I worked him out that there was somebody there, but I had to go through this tiny little rigmarole of, being shot and I was yeah. like I know there's fucking somebody here but that's like such a tiny thing but it was such a such a cool scene that was as well yeah I had a similar a sort of thing spoiled for us though wasn't it because we saw that that was part of the gameplay preview well yeah, not for me well, not, not for, for you. you so we I, I knew I'll be honest enough. I'd forgotten that Atkins I would yeah the, the main well, ones I remember know. was when Jesse turns up and says it's me yeah. And the I remembered the whole hanging thing, but I couldn't. I didn't know it was Abby, so I t- didn't yeah. put two and two together. Um, <coughs> the other remember? one was that barn scene, which yeah, I thought was I knew what played out, that, but you only get yeah. to see like half of it. It was the the barn scene, and then it went into that went scars into that. gameplay where she's running along, and you could do the bit in the shop where yeah. she. I think they changed that though. But they did change it, yeah, because he came out. The big fucker came yeah. out the door, and where the bear, she drags you under the. The bloke yeah. pulls you out from under the car. Did you ever have that during that get like, playing? Yeah, getting dragged from underneath the car. That was incredible. Yeah, I um, there's a bit, there's a bit on a rooftop. I said it on one of the other podcasts where I strangled someone, <clears throat> and it was quite small. And I was, I was like, the body's going to get found, so I'm going to hide. So I hid underneath like a container, mm. knowing that someone would spot the body. Someone did. He was like, oh, Andrew, Andrew, what's the like bent down? shot them in the head with the silencer thought I'm the fucking daddy didn't realise some cunt was right behind me and they pulled me out and started laying into me and they got an axe in the head but <laughs> the, the proneness does did, did definitely add a certain bit and what Biff was saying there where the game kind of stitches you up because it needs to do a certain either like narrative or action point I had that with Abby where I was 
using the rifle to pick off a load of people. I used a bit of listen mode, picked off everyone. Everyone was dead, and then I slid down this mountain and then got captured, and that's where that scene kicks off Adkins from the trailer. And I had wiped out everyone that was in that area. (laughs) Oh, really? I'd already done that, and then this big fuck come from, like, a blind side, and I was like, wow. You've had had me over there, boys and girls. (laughs) So in Ellie's, Ellie's, the way the game split up is that you got Seattle day one to three with Ellie, and then and then we switched to Abby, which we'll get into. But I, I would say from Ellie's side, like it is a straight kind of revenge type mission. You're slowly working through Abby's mates, basically, because when Joel's killed, there are several of them present. They're sort of sent in a squad to go and avenge Abby, and for for whatever reason. But the main things I feel like you get out of that day one to three with with Ellie are the flashbacks with Joel because we, yeah. we find out that eventually Joel crumbles and tells the truth like after like a few times of trying we get that great scene in the dinosaur and space museum where yeah, that was- yeah where you're just wandering around and you know he's teaching her to swim the hard all that good stuff in there and a that few other was- go on that was almost like a, a- a sort of ode to what people wanted, uh, like that sequel. Maybe they should have started the game in chronological order, and all the flashbacks, then people would have been active. Yeah, that's it. And that's what I think it, the people were playing as Ellie, and they was like, then they got to that bit, and they're like, see, this is what it fucking should be. So that's where it adds to the anger. Oh, it just added so much weight to that, that whole scene, because you sort of had that in the back of your mind. You knew the outcome. Yeah. And it was, it was just like a hint of sadness to playing through that bit, but... That was, I think that was the Last of Us 2's giraffe scene, that whole sequence. But if you love the giraffe scene from the first one, do you agree with that? Yeah, because I, I, that giraffe scene to me is like um, iconic. And yeah. I thought to myself, they've got to do something else that's iconic. And I think that was probably it. Although, when you're Abby, there's a zebra. There is, oh. yes, there is. <laughs> And that to me was Last of Us uh, Three taming a tiger. You see the, hoof. <laughs> the Tiger King. <laughs> you see the hoof print on the floor, and I was expecting it to be the giraffe. Mm. I don't know if you was, and then obviously yeah. it's a zebra. I thought that was a really cool little touch. Yeah. Anything else to say from Seattle Day One to Three? Because as much I... as I enjoyed that, because I mean, it just feels like I'm in mean, a totally different frame of mind having done the second half of the game, like. Mm. Not that the day one to three is elementary because it's feeding that urge you have to hunt down someone who's killed Joel and it services that so well. And then you get to the point where Abby just busts into the theatre and then it cuts. But is is there anything... I'm I'm sure we've skimmed over some bits and pieces, but anything during one to three where you think that, particularly in Ellie's part, is that Mm. he's like, yeah, that's that's some good shit. The... Uh, set pieces for me were incredible especially the one that after just seeing Jesse at Hillcrest mm. and you have that car chase with, with the clickers on the front of the car yeah. that incredible like just the visual yeah. I've not what, gone back and watched that someone playing that Uncharted like it was wasn't it yeah there's a few moments throughout this game where you're playing that there was like a few car chases isn't there um, but yeah that one was stand out for me I'm trying to remember where day one ends can't really remember. Uh, is it, is it hospital when you go. 
No, I don't. Yeah, I can't. I don't think hospital's day two. I can't remember if you actually you kill. Well, basically, get captured, don't you? And then you get out of that situation. Yeah, it's Jordan or something. The fella that's there, he's got the scar down his face that you that Ellie cut. In the one. But yeah, Biff. Anything from one to three that you want to call out, either narratively or or any other gameplay bits. No, no, I think we've covered it pretty well. Which is mad because that's half the game. Literally, that's. I think I got to the fifteen-hour point. At the end of day three, and and I was thinking, right, the game's... Well, no, I wasn't thinking that. So, actually, we said we wasn't spoiled throughout the game, but I knew the game was 25 to 30 hours. Yeah. So, when I saw I was closing on day three, I was like, okay, this isn't the end. Mm. Like, I know something is going to go wrong here, and the rug's going to be pulled out of it, which actually works in its favour, because had I just played that through neutrally, not Mm. knowing the length, I'd have been a bit like, oh, fucking hell. Mm. I'm halfway through. Light is very Uncharted 4-esque, but I love that they sort of implemented puzzles into this game as well, yeah. but not your standard ones. So you had like your safes, you had to work out, it was you had to find the code and you knew the code was within the vicinity of the safe, but it would be like someone's birthday that's on a wall or yeah. a little note that you've read or something. That was quite good. And then they had like the features because you didn't have a rope. There was like a lot of like cables that you had to work out how to put one through. Yeah. There's uh, loads that, of also, like, if you just looked up, there's loads of stuff that you could crawl through, like, a vent, mm, like, yeah. for, little, for little rooms, That's which, true. which and it's, because, I mean, previously, what did we have, the shiv rooms, was it, Biff? Like, shiv, you have to, shiv, yeah, yeah. And it felt like this time, it was a little bit more, like, rewarding to look around and actually go, oh, I can get up that dustbin and get into there. And also, yeah. they reduced the amount of fucking times you've got to pull a dustbin over and climb up it. Like, mm-hmm, all, yeah. like most of the puzzles it's, were def- definitely, like, more, more varied. There's a bit... Um, I- completely missed that um i saw on a set on someone playing it there's a section where i think it's in that um scene uh, through the uh, dinosaur and space place mm. where ellie's swimming and there's a crate and right. if you go up to it it's set, like ellie says oh do you remember this yeah. give me a ride and he's like oh no those days are long yeah, yeah. <laughs> i missed that on my playthrough yeah break nick it that's what you get <laughs> 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 something I liked as well was the fact you could smash glass and windows oh yeah of course because mm. on the first one it always bugged me that you I go like, back and what yeah you go back and play that first one there were loads of windows that you can't yeah, smash tons yeah. but like, even like the vending machines we there was something yeah. in the vending machine you smash the glass bit of health bath, bit of health yeah, yeah I, I really liked that I thought that was a good little addition yeah and also when you was like in a scramble that was sometimes a last resort like to smash through a window jump through it and try and lose the scent of Whatever. Uh, quickly, the dogs. Yeah. Biff, how did you find dealing with the dogs? Were you happy just to Molotov the fuck out of them and get rid of them? Because <laughs> they are actually a big pain in the arse. Because once they get you sent, yeah. you can. Well, one of the smart things to do would be to drop one of those little bombs that you get those remote bombs. But you know, it then creates a noise. But what's your what's your pro strat for dealing with the dogs, Biff? Just shoot the handler, and then the dog stops in its tracks, and then you shoot that after. But you have to make sure they're in long grass. <laughs> That's how you get around that little. You have to execute them. Yeah, um, I did text you, didn't I? Because I know you don't like being horrible to animals, but mm. <laughs> I thought you'd be. Because there was a scene where the dog jumped at me, and I put a fucking. I think it was like a machete or an axe, and I just went, yeah. "God, poor dog!" Like I actually felt sorry for it. The horrible thing is, how have they got that noise? <laughs> the dog oh, yelled. Yeah. <laughs> they tread on his foot to make it record. I don't but, know what they're doing. 
Dracula it needs just to be able to added count. again. It just added weight as well. You just fucking like any infected or human, you don't feel no remorse for killing. But <laughs> that, and especially with the new, the new like little amazing details, which we'll go into deeper later. Um, like that, when you kill. I didn't. I, I didn't do it myself because I did kit dispatch the dogs first before the owner. Mm. But if you kill the owner, and, the, and if you just sit there and watch, you can actually see the dog sort of like tapping him to see, oh, him, like, yeah. trying yeah. to wake it up. I, I only saw that on a on a video. I didn't experience that, but that would fucking break my heart. <laughs> you horrible cunt. <laughs> Leave the, just, just Molotov the pair of them. Don't kill yeah. one and let them yeah. suffer mentally. <laughs> That's the way I'd do it. So we get to a point where we think we're, we're trying to hunt down Abby. We end up killing a lot of the people. Or talk, like Ellie does some horrible shit. Some, some intentionally, like like killing. Um, what's the um, the like Nora? Is it that where she sort of tortures her, infects her, and then finds yeah. out that that was quite good. You never actually saw that in the first game. It's like someone almost turning. No, I did. I wonder how quick it would be. She didn't like it. Those spores really fucking got involved with her. But she does some heinous shit, and then, like, Owen is killed, Mel is killed in self-defense, to be honest to Ellie, but we find out Mel is pregnant, and it turns out that Ellie's going to go back to the theatre. Dina is there, Jesse's there at this point, He's, he's rocked up and turned up. Dina is pregnant with Jesse's kid, which makes things a little bit awks. Um, but it feels like at that point, after the killing of Mel, that Ellie's kind of done with it. Cause I think Tommy's there by that point, isn't he? Yeah, he turns up at the... Is it the killing? It must be the killing. Yeah, because she starts having a bit of a mental breakdown after killing, finding out that um, Mel was pregnant, that's it, and then Tommy comes, doesn't he, into yeah. the equation. So the, at that point, you kind of... They're, they're suggesting that, call it off, basically. Let's go back and we'll, we'll be done with it. Were either of you ready to be calling it off or did you still want Joel's blood biff to be reconciled or was you like, oh, I've just killed a pregnant bird. Maybe I should pack it in for the evening and go sleep. Yeah, that it was a bit of a shocker when you're like, oh, I didn't know, hell. to be fair. And Mel come out with a knife. So I was a bit like, well, if you're up the duff, don't be doing that. She, it was self-defense, I know, yeah. but it was a bit, you know, you just think, fucking hell, at what cost is my <laughs> yeah. revenge? You know, and that's part of the game, isn't it? It's part of the story of what, you know, how many people have got to die for you to be satisfied by it, and now you're killing, you know, unborn children. You know, it's fucking, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it was a bit strong that scene, I must admit. And then yeah. Abby rocks up, shoots Jesse brutally, like just a quick oh, kill. He's I'm... dead, and he's been like fairly endearing, I think, up until that point. Yeah. Real was, wasn't he? And he's then he's then put to bed. And my my was like, how the fuck does she know where we are? I remember that thinking, now she found us. You know why, I don't suppose- you? Um, you know you know why she finds you. That map. Yeah, that map. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't know that at the time though. You that's know. No, I understand yeah, that. I, I thought we didn't yeah, know yeah. it now. I was like, is this cunt oh, played yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I did, I did that. But she also they leave the lights on. I noticed that. I think when Ellie goes back one time and the lights are fucking, Generated. I was like, cool. You're actually asking for it here. Yeah. Um, but no, at the time I sort of thought, how the fuck does she know I'm here? Bastards. Yeah. I'd, to be honest, at that point I was like, oh, this is this this could be a climax, like fake ending of the game. Let's see who dies here, and then it just cuts back 
And another ruse as well, because only firstly, you don't know that Lev's in the room as well. No, you don't. No, you don't, of course. We don't even have a clue yeah. who Lev is. And Adkins still doesn't, he doesn't know what he is, if he's transgender, <laughs> female or what. He, he ain't got a clue. It's not his fault. Just ill-education in these parts of South End, I'm afraid. <laughs> we ain't got the clinics in California. But we almost suddenly kind of switch to Abby at this mm. point. So you start off and that's the the zebra scene, right? Is that the first thing you do? Yeah, I can't be. I don't know if you remember where we go, whether it's straight into the zebra scene or it's a flashback. Then into like the WLF camp. I can't remember now. I haven't. I'm not up to it on my second playthrough. I That's can't remember. It's, it's either the zebra or it's the uh, stadium, isn't it? You're either in one of the one of the I other. Think but I, cuts the, I think it cuts to black, and then yeah, because she looks like she's about to shoot her, didn't she? Hmm. Puts the gun in her face, and then yeah, I'm pretty sure it cuts to black, and then it goes straight into yeah that zebra scene, and you see her of the younger. I think is it two years or four years before, and you see her as a real little skinny. Skinny run, yeah. and you see a motion captured face, and you're like, "Cool!" And that's when it hits you. You're like, "Oh fuck!" Mm. I'm about to play as the fucking asshole. Yeah, and to be honest, I didn't really clock it until it come up on the screen and said Seattle Day One, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, I've, I've got to do that's... three days of this. This is not this is not just a simple flashback to a few hours like a few years ago, and then like a quick one to catch us up." I'm gonna to have to do another half of the game here. here it sort of Abby. does it as well because it, it does say Seattle, doesn't it? And then you expect it to say day four. Yeah, it says day one. I'm like, huh? And you're like, cool. So one of the things that I quite like is that it, ten minutes before that, when when Abby busts into your little home, shoots Jesse, has Tommy on the floor, makes you makes Ellie give up her gun, like. But if at this point you're probably thinking Abby is like some sort of badass that you don't want to mess with and that she's a complete psychopath. At this point, you've got no idea, have you? As no, to what yeah. you might be jumping into. No, yeah, exactly. You like you still think she's an evil, like you say, psychopath. Little side note there as well. Well, guy Jesse died. He just yeah. fucking yeah, he was didn't he? <laughs> really good character he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he got Dean at the duff, kind of that. <laughs> that is but, sloppy in that world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pull out, come on. I'll teach you that. That was way be, before the must pandemic. Be some Johnny's still knocking about, I suppose. Yeah. Like, get the carrier bag out. Especially in Dina's case, like if she knows she's bisexual, mm. perhaps don't do that. Just like just say, look, I don't want to get up the duffy. I don't I'm not quite sure. Let's mm. just let's put a pin in it. Right. When she was being sick, I thought she might have been bit and was hiding it. Oh, okay. Like, cool. He thought it was but, the Last of Us Part 1 job. Yeah. Was, that little kid turns. It wasn't. That's something that happens in... Is that in the day one? When she reveals to Dina... Oh, she, she's immune, yeah. But she doesn't yeah, believe it. It's in Jackson, I think she says it, isn't she? Yeah, like, she says it's like a chem- chemical burn, doesn't she? She doesn't... But, yeah. yeah. Then she goes, oh, no, that's true, isn't it? That's that, it, when I smoke in the marijuana. Yeah. That, um, just on Eddie's immunity, that, that really takes right. a back seat. Like, it doesn't feel like yeah. a part of the story at all. And I don't know whether... Nora talks about it, didn't she? She sort of realises when she's breathing the spores and that she's like, it's you. Yeah. But yeah, 
I, I still think a bit like uh, there was some truth behind Joe. I think there must be someone else out there that's oh, got, got it as well. Well, this is one of the... Th- I mean, at the very... Well, if we get to that stage, then talking about what the future is, I feel mm. like that kind of needs to be addressed or could be addressed. Yeah, that's it. it needs to be explained. Why yeah. is she immune? Yeah, but anyway, we, we switched to Abby. Beefcake. Cut off <laughs> sleeves. Wandering around the WLF Stadium. Mm. Um, picks up Manny, mails with him. Like at this point, what are you guys? What, Biff, what are you thinking? Are you like because you you're aware that you've just gone back to Seattle day one. So if you're in the same sort of thought as I was, you're like, hang on a minute, I'm going to have to replay half this game again from a different perspective. Was you receptive, or was you a bit like, uh, she's a bloodthirsty slapper? I kind of need her not in my life anymore. No, it, it made me think. I was intrigued. I was like, right, well, let's see, like, why she is a psychopath. Mm. When, you know, again, like, why did Joel um, save Ellie and yeah. not create a cure for mankind? Yeah, it weren't guaranteed, like I told you, mate. Well, no, but, you know, even if there's a 10% chance, it's worth taking it. All right, I'll tell you what, tomorrow I'll get your son and I'll say, look, <laughs> right, there's a 10% chance I can cure coronavirus of this and I'll take him away. Are you going to let me do it? it's a bit different but um, <laughs> oh, <it ain't. laughs> um but yeah so and you have that story and that sort of arc and you you know into as to why he does that and it's the same why why has she done what she's done and it's to find that out so i was quite sort of intrigued and excited to see her side of the story mm. but the main thing i was intrigued with was figuring out why she killed joel Mm. And I had all these like theories in my head. You don't find that out immediately. It kind of via a flashback you find out. But Adkins, was you satisfied with the fact that it was the surgeon that Joel kills to rescue Ellie? Yeah. Or was you thinking, ah, oh, they could have done that better, and I've actually got a better theory for that, or happy with mm. it being that? No, I, thought... I was wondering whether they'd link it directly to the first game. I thought it might have just been yeah. from his hunter days. He'd just done something, and That's it was just a I, consequence. I thought of it was going to be something more. Um, sort of, I don't know, someone more of importance than just a doctor. Um, mm. Yeah, it did seem a bit thing. But going back to your previous question, I I didn't like that switch at first. I really was like, what, what, I, hang on, what? No, not day one again. Mm. And it was like, I, and I was of that impression of, I don't give a fuck about it. I don't want to play as this person. I don't care for him. Yeah. I fucking hate him. Killer. And yeah. I was at the beginning of that. I, I didn't have any intrigue. I did. And that's where it, I did feel like the pacing did feel too long. Like, as like, but I do understand it as a double edged sword that you need that length to, like, if they did Excuse just me. rush through a couple of, uh, a couple of cut scenes and backstories and that for you to try and warm, you need to play that sort of 10 to 12 hours of, of Abby to, truly warm to her and get her side of the story if you were to just rush through it in a couple of scenes then yeah you probably would still be at the impression of no get me back to early so i can chop her fucking head off <laughs> at what point did it change for you uh, you stopped uh, resisting i think personally it was the um when you find out she has a fear of heights and that sort of journey of her and lev going through you don't like heights Exactly. I'm fucking petrified of her, so I sort of resonated with that. I was like, cool, she's a human like me. She fucking don't like it. So, and that's when it sort of brought it down that, all right, I'm starting to see her side. You sort of 
going through this sort of thing, you see that she has fears. She's not this machine that's fucking just hell-bent on revenge. Yeah. Yeah. She has got a bit of a human side to her. Um, and that's where it started to change for me, and you sort of could understand, even though I was still livid, and, you know, as much as like, I did warm to her by the end and stuff, and I do quite like her as a character, I still was to the very end down for killing her with, with Ellie <laughs> when I, I thought it would have been a real good thing to have a choice I, like let oh, the right. side I think that would be an interesting concept and just to see the stats of who who did and didn't that would be an interesting thing but but no yeah like I say I was not up for that when it first kicked off and I realised because yeah I think it's the first it's that zebra scene isn't it at the end of that once you saved the zebra, then you realise that he was the Doctor. Mm. So that's when they bring back Marlene. Yes, yeah. A couple of little uh, scenes with her, and you're like, oh, right. So I was like, okay, so that's the reason why. I was like, okay, yeah, obviously it's her dad. Then they, there's, a, there's, so, there's so many flashbacks to where you're walking up that fucking hallway up to the room. It's disturbing, though, yeah. Disturbing, yeah, it really is. But, yeah, I've got to say, I thought it might have been something of more importance than just one of the people that he killed. So like you think, fucking there could be another game now where fucking someone else is killed. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. There is that. But then also like the whole thing you're doing Veli is because someone's been killed. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like it is, it is just that, not that circle, that cycle, but that's what's, that's what's driving it, isn't it? It's vengeance. And yeah. And really like Abby's story, when you pick it up, starts kind of, she's done her vengeance bit. So if you imagine a world where Ellie kills Abby, she, mm. she's starting from that point onwards. Yeah. And they try, I guess what they're, they're doing is a trying to humanize all the people that you've just killed in the game, which yep. I guess is up to you guys to, to say whether you felt like they achieved that. Um, mm. and then B also give Abby some sort of arc where you can see her becoming a better person because without all this context and without this perspective, you would have just assumed she was some jacked up fucking machine that just murders, kills, maims and butchers for a living. If it just cut off at Seattle day three, that's what you'd have thought. Mm. But because we go back mm. and find out about, it, I feel like you find out a lot more about Abby and you realize that actually, you know, perspective matters a hell of a lot when it comes to, yeah. to things like this, like finding, seeing her perspective of things, why, why things are happening. And then seeing like her, the people, like the worst, the worst bit for me was coming back to the aquarium. It must be day three by this point. Mm. And it's where you find Owen and, and Mel dead. I don't care about yeah. that. I don't care. I think Owen's great. Actually. I think I was sad to uh, once. Obviously I knew Owen had died, but getting the flashbacks and, the context, I was like, oh, actually, Owen was a good guy, but that's besides yeah. the point. But the worst thing was me was then coming in that door and seeing the dog dead, Alice, yeah. who, when I was playing as Ellie, was just another one of those dogs that you have to kill. Like, that's the, the QTE, you have to kill that dog, you jump in, you're like, fucking get off me, you kill it, and you think, fucking little shit, you deserve yeah. that. And yet, because I spent three days of Abby, and you that you play fetch with the dog, Lev yeah. plays fetch with the dog, Yara plays fetch with the dog, you do all this stuff with the dog, and they give it a name called Alice, and I didn't put it all together until I walked in that door and saw it dead. I was like, shit, I killed that with Ellie. Yeah. And it shattered me in a way. It had so much weight. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was, And it is just all about perspective. 
you never get that in these games. You've never played from the bad guy's side. No. It's like play, imagine watching like a bomb film, like fucking the new players, like you watch it from Jaws's perspective, why he wants to kill James Bond. <laughs> good guy, I've heard. Oh, yeah, well, Jaws. Yeah, great, great film. Great anyway. But if, did you find that the redemption, so they, they inserted like a redemption art where she meets Yara and Lev who are trying to escape the scars because they've been ostracised because Lev, you know, Wants to, wants to change gender and be known as a, as a he instead of Lily and being married off as a wife, all that good stuff. Did you buy into the fact that, that Abby would attach herself to those kids and that would be like her redemptive arc? Or did you find that a bit lightweight? Because I felt like they, were, they need to do something with her to make her seem like she's on the right path. But I'm just wondering if you agreed with that particular story and it had, had some weight to it. I did, I did like it, and like you say, they needed to do that. The only thing I didn't like is there's like the scene transgender where... thing again. You don't like that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> scene where Owen and Abby sleep together, mate. Then she he was, wait- he's got a knocked up. What? He's got a knocked up girlfriend. Owen's well entitled to that. Right. Right. They never fell out of love. That was the thing I fig- figured out from their flashbacks. Hmm. I reckon Owen accidentally knocked Mel up and went bollocks. Fucking hell, I weren't meant to do that. I mean, I've done what Dana and fucking Jesse have done, not being careful about it. But if she sort of woke up in a dream mm. and was like, oh, I've got to go and save those two children, and I thought, really? Would that would that happen? Would you, you know, she'd sort of left them high and dry, mm. and then she just slept someone had a dream and was like, bang, I've got to go and save two kids. I thought that was a bit weak sauce. Have you ever had a cock up your biff? <laughs> not recently no it will change your mind that's not experience it can change perspectives yeah I, think, I, I yeah I think the whole that redemption arc could have done with a bit more work it could have been I don't know I know what they're trying to do because it's like wolves v scars let's make them friends and eventually go against both of their own you know factions yeah. get this great yeah, that scene was quite, um, sort of grounding that you watch them kill, like uh, it starts off then, and you're killing the scars whilst because um, Lev starts getting pissed off that you're calling them scars, doesn't he? Goes, yeah, Stop yeah. The scars, and then so yeah, when you start, up, that's it. You start taking them out, um, and then uh, then in return, when the wolves start turning up, and you start killing them. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a little conversation between them, isn't it? And he's saying like, "These are your people," and then I think Abby says, "No, you're my people." What do you yeah. mean, your? What do you mean, you people? Yeah. But through that thing, there was one thing that fucking annoyed me was the amount of grief I went through to get that fucking medipack for Yara. I thought I was playing Resident Evil in that hospital. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then she goes and fucking blows it. Yeah. All that effort for nothing. Stuffs up her nose. It was hard work that went into that. (laughs) What did you you think about the gameplay differences between Ellie and and, uh, Abby Biff? Because... Abby returns to the shiv mechanic, meaning you've got to craft shivs to take out clickers and if there's any other enemies you need that for. But the good thing is if you've got a shiv on you, if a clicker grabs you, you can get them oh, off with it. Like it's not, it's, it's not an end game, but all oh, the stalkers, God damn it. They were a were pain they in the fucking back. Behind? I can't, they were in I the first game, but they're not like that. Oh, were they? They're not no. like that. Oh, well, that's, I, that's, Biff will tell you, but I don't, they were in there like in that sewer bit. There's a tiny bit of them and, <laughs> It's a bit when the uh, the hotel, I think, they're sort of... But they're a lot more aggressive. Mm. Whereas oh, in this fuck. one, I couldn't find the cunts. And that like scene where you're going through and they're sort of hunting you. That yeah. was fucking... Oh, got they me that bit. The Gordon Biff, gameplay differences between Ellie and Abby. 
yeah, it's much of a muchness. Do you know what I mean? I I didn't think there was the the biggest thing was like you say the shivs and the thing. Mm. Um, Corelli had a knife always, but they both had a shotgun. Both had sort of a ranged weapon. Both had pistols. I know uh, she had the crossbow. Ellie had the silenced SMG in the end, and she had the flamethrower, which I'm not a big fan of. But yeah, it was more the the combat and the the melee was more to do with you know their size, whereas Ellie was just like a very precise stab in the neck. Yeah, and it was like I'm gonna fucking pull your neck from your spine, sort of your head from your spine, sort of thing. (laughs) But yeah, I I didn't. I I preferred playing with Ellie. I preferred her weapon set. Right. For her sort of preciseness, um, personally, and plus I think it's because you built up a bit of a sort of a relationship with Ellie than you haven't with Abby yet. Yeah, it's always gonna be tough to get her to get over on Ellie. Really, one of my yeah. favourite bits is the bit where there's a sniper encounter and you're chasing down a sniper and he wipes out Manny. Who I was thinking, I was thinking, I don't remember killing. Did Manny you know that was Tommy from the get go? No, I didn't. I, I didn't. didn't. I, I don't think I did even in the fucking cutscene. Well, people <laughs> didn't either. He called him Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It weren't too late, and I thought, oh fuck, that was Tommy. Yeah. Because I thought when he when he went in the water, and I thought he's going to come back later, and I still hadn't clicked by then. <laughs> but yeah, there's people I've watched a few playthroughs, and people instantly go, "Oh, this must be Tommy because he's good with a rifle," and I'm like. Yeah, that never clicked when I played it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you... go on. I was say that just reminded me of that um, sniper wolf thing. <laughs> that was very good. There's a lot of callbacks. I think uh, Old Druck has said that he's a huge Metal Gear fan, so it was a lot of inspiration. Yeah, at least he yeah, finished just... this game. Any other any other bits you want to pull out of Abby's playthrough, Biff? I mean, he... Oh, yeah, you ain't involved with Atkins yet. <laughs> um, let's try have a little. No, not really. Not like I can think of. No, uh, oh. no, nah, nah, I think we covered pretty much everything. Oh. Go on then. Boss battles. Go on. Oh. You had fucking big slop to start with. He's called the Rat King. I don't yeah, know what. Resi, Resi slop. Resi, I, mean, I remember your first. Um, impressions video with uh adcock and yeah. i think you mentioned in there saying i hope there ain't later you know in like resident yeah. evil like a big slot <laughs> just like <laughs> and, and, and there was that, there's a fucking like, stalker that fell off him as well and i was like right yeah. this is resident evil fucking eight here that's it as soon as i saw that that because i'd already listened to your impressions video i was like <laughs> fucking hell that's so funny but i knew because i remember there was something in i think it was the last gameplay trailer they said and they said there's some new enemy types yeah. and you heard like this massive screen so i was cunt. expecting some absolute monster what about roll. the cunts that come out the wall oh yeah they, oh, shit, the life. they yeah. shit the life out of me yeah you, you don't know like that flamethrower biff but a lick of flame on them that that will, is, yeah. that'll put the cat amongst yeah. the pigeons that will that whole scene i actually got to turn it off that, was, that got me that um <laughs> that's i think i was playing about midnight all the lights are off i had my headphones on because that fucking ps4 fan was going mental yeah and yeah, it was that bit leading up to that ambulance thing, and I was shitting myself. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm gonna have yeah. to wait until there's daylight. Yeah. <laughs> the o- turn it off. The other great thing about Abby's part is when you get on the the Scars Island and at the very end, where the oh, the, the wolves have invaded. And yeah. It's like a full blown war going off, and there's this great bit where I think you've got to go for like a diner or something, but there's they're, they're fighting each other. Yeah. Like, 
Did you yeah, just try and stay away from it all? Did you yeah, just I tried to watch in? them and let them kill each other off and then pick off the ones at the end. Beef, um, what did you do? Did you slaughter them all? No, I was the same. I, I watched. Scared. There's a, there's a couple <laughs> of scenes in the game as well. I think it's with Ellie where there's humans and infected, um, yeah. and you can sort of throw a brick in there and it, they fucking hear it and they'll run up. And that's I'll, quite good to watch that yeah, as well. Yeah, I wish there was more of that in all honesty because it, it felt like they were going to do more of it, but. There was yeah. probably like a handful, I guess, of that overall mm. tops. But yeah, I quite enjoyed those bits where you're seeing the enemies just go out and you're just like, I can I can kind of help a little bit, but I'm just going to stay out of the way and go through <laughs> yeah. it. And I don't want to help. <laughs> I know the other uh, boss battle was with that black guy with the... Um, oh, the sickle. Uh, the sickle. That, oh, Jesus went. Christ. That His was cheek was hanging off and that. I was like, oh my yeah. God. And he fucking pulls it at the end. Fuck me, but I think the most uncomfortable boss battle of this game is when you're Abby and you you have to fight against Ellie. That was so Yeah, hard. I was going to get to that confrontation, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's... Um, I struggled with that gameplay-wise. I died loads of times. Like, yeah. Ellie fucking shotgunned my face off a few times. I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that's brutal. I tell you, that, fuck that. I don't know how hard that... I died so many times on that big slop. Because it's literally in the dark, isn't it? And you've yeah. just got your flashlight. I couldn't see where the fuck he was coming from. If he grabs the you, second he gets close, that's it. It's game over. Yeah. But we do eventually cycle back to day three and take on Ellie. Biff, did you have any qualms about taking on Ellie? Did you want to do this confrontation? Or was you still like... Even knowing what you knew, that Joel had murdered and killed Abby's dad just to, well, to save Ellie, which you has, has quite made clear that you're ready to sacrifice anyone... For that, for that 10% cure. <laughs> so how did you feel about controlling Abby, hunting down Ellie? And at that point, I thought maybe we we're going to finish her off for good here. Yeah, I didn't like it because I thought this could be the end of Ellie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want it to be. easily been as well. Yeah. You've wiped the floor with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I, I was a bit uncomfortable because I didn't want it to be the end of Ellie. I was sort of, they can only kill one of those two off. If they'd have killed them both off, I think I would have been upset a bit. But it the was franchise is dead. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> He's relying on fucking hobble leg Tommy to carry it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit uncomfortable um, because I, I, I just prefer Ellie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She, she's, she's the main one for me. Um, and although I've seen what Abby's been through, I was still dubious as to as the killing Ellie. I didn't want it to end because I thought that would be the end of Last of Us, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Adkins? Was you, yeah. I imagine you were steam, still Team Ellie at this point. I was still Team Ellie. Yeah, I had warmed by that end to Abby, um, like I say, through the, the Lev scenes and that. But yeah, I, I didn't. Oh, it's horrible. I thought I thought the same that it was. I was going to have to kill her at that point, and I knew that was coming because I remember when you first go into that theatre and you um, go back behind the curtains and you play the guitar. Mm. I remember walking through that area and, and it looks like a fucking area that you, there was like bits you could yeah. And I remember thinking that right, so something's going to happen here. I thought that it was going to get overswarmed by a horde or something. Um, but yeah, when we get back there, and yeah, it was just so uncomfortable. I've seen people like watching playthroughs. I've seen people just let go of the controller and, yeah. let, and let Ellie kill her yeah. uh, because it's too uncomfortable. But again, it just adds to that sort of perspective and just the whole anger of it. And you just go through such a range of emotions playing that scene. It just oh, yeah. I mean, perfect. in the in the end, if you play it properly, Abby decks Ellie. 
and shoots shoots Tommy, which I thought he was dead. But <clears throat> if oh, you actually yeah. watch the cutscene, it sort of grazes his head, so he doesn't I die. He was dead. Yeah, and um, then it kind of culminates in a ending up with Dina. Like she beats the shit out of Ellie, like beats the fuck out of her. And I was like, yeah. cool, she really is a step That's... above Ellie. Here. She yeah, but um, yeah, in terms of power and all out fucking bad arsery. Yeah, she wipes the floor with both of them. Total of fucking. All <laughs> three of them, really, including well, Jesse's dead by then. Yeah, he is. There's a great, there's a great line from El- uh, from Abby where she, I think it's actually before the confrontation, but she says, "I let you live, and now you fucked it up, or something." Oh like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come out because obviously she's like you wasted it. Yeah, you've wasted it. That's it. That's it. It's and um, and actually, it looks like Abby's gonna slit um, Dina's throat, and then. Ellie's sort of like she's pregnant, and then it's actually Lev that talks her down and is like, "Look, don't do yeah, that." She says good, didn't she? She says, she says good. good. Yeah, she does say, whole... "Yeah, Abby says good." Yeah, you're oh, right. After murdering Mel, yeah. Well, get... Mel was in the way of Owen. I think she should be celebrating that. Enormously. I thought fucking Dina was dead anyway. She's got an arrow through the fucking chest, <laughs> and then she's smacking her head face first in the concrete. She's carrying it's a kid three... as well. Yeah, three times. I thought, oh, she's fucking brown bread already. But um, Abby leaves it, and I think she says something along the lines of like, "If I, you, I better not see you again." Yeah. And I was like, "Cool, that's a real statement." And then <laughs> walks away, and we cut to the farmhouse, Ooh. which is we, we suss out that it's Ellie and Dina living there with Jesse and Dina's kid called JJ, and living a reasonably happy life. At this point, Biff, do you think that's the end of the game? We're just going to get a nice like family. Uh, ending and it will tie up nicely. We're going to be a little bit sad because Joel's dead and whatnot, but at least Ellie's safe. Or was you thinking, no, there's still more to this? So I thought it was the end of the game. Yeah, I did. I, I thought DLC that um, Abby was going to come in to the house. Because oh, there's, there's a there's a, like a, a thing going on where if you think about Joel and Sarah mm. dead. Joel and Ellie dead, Abby and her old man dead, and then Ellie had a son. And I was like, it's like a daughter and mm. a, a mother and son. And it, it was just, I just thought she's going to come in and it's going to fucking cut, and Abby's going to walk in the house with a gun or something like that. That's how I thought it was going to end. Mm. But I did think that was the end of the game, though, yeah. When she's sitting on the tractor and looking at the sunset, they could have easily rolled credits. Yeah, yeah. And I think they'd lead you into that sort of fucking full sense of security. Well, you can just sit there with it, can't you? Yeah. Like you can move the camera around. Until and you press a button circle and she gets off a move. But yeah, I think a lot of people thought that's the end. And I think mm. they'd like that to think that. And then boom. Yeah, there's two triggers, isn't there? One where you put in the sheep away and then Ellie has like a, a, a PTSD attack about Joel's brutal murder and so she's clearly not over it she's struggling with that and the second catalyst is is tommy wandering back in or he's not wandering now he's he's struggling at this case stage after that bullet on the side of the head he's yeah he's he's having a hard time the poor old boy broke up with his missus he's broke up with his missus maria's (laughs) gone he's having a real horrible time he's had to travel from jackson yeah and this was actually one of the uh, when it was all said and done i was like okay i'm fine with abby i'm fine with ellie they seem like they've had endings that I can accept but Tommy I still feel like is just now 
even through the first one, he felt balanced. During the interactions you have with this one, he felt balanced. Like he was always like within reason, the voice of reason. Like I could accept like his opinion most of the time. And, he, and in most situations, he knew better. I always felt like I trusted him like that. But by this point, he's cut up about everything. He yeah. he wants he wants Abby dead, and he's like you. He says to Ellie, "Did you promise that you would finish this?" Shows like a map in Santa Barbara where they think that Abby is, and I was like that that cut me deepest because that was like a transformation to the Tommy that I'd kind of grown to like was seeing him that bitter because it, to him, everything is gone. Dead. He's, Go pers- he's basically dead, isn't he? Yeah. He's pers- completely changed. He's not the yeah. person, you know, Come he, Ellie. And she, yeah. He's consumed. Like bit, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So that, that hurt me the most, I think out of all of it. But what did you think about this little, little farmhouse scene? Adkins? We, we've, I said we sussed yeah. out as a fake ending, but we end up on the road back to Santa Barbara eventually. Yeah, I thought it was quite a, a nice little thing. It does. It gave you that sort of like respite. There's no, there wasn't any time in that apart from bits of the open worldness. I didn't feel like I, I didn't have time to breathe other than the, uh, like even during like the scene with um, Ellie and Joel going through the museum. Mm. I knew that it was going to be fucking something was going to end at the end. I think they were like a ball or something, weren't they? And you thought that they was going to kick off. Yeah. There was no no time I felt at ease and I could like just breathe through knowing that nothing kicked off. This was a little bit like, right, so I knew that everything was fenced off. I knew nothing was getting in and you could just sort of let loose a little bit. Um, but yeah, it did seem like an ended, a good way to end it. Um, so And then, yeah, then fucking Tommy comes in and and spoils it, spoils mm. the ending. Yeah. Back. But I think the way they dealt with, like, addressing, you know, like mental health problems, like such as PTSD and that, uh, yeah, they've done it. They've done it well again. Yeah, had they yeah. not done that scene where you have that, she has that, like, daydream slash nightmare of Joel, like, I'd have had a hard time believing that she would just leave that place. But it was, yeah. by putting that in, it was clear she's still tortured by it and not over it. So I was like, well, look, as much as it's great to be with you, Dina, I have to go on a little escapade, I'm afraid, to my did own not- being. Did you notice as well that when Ellie has any flashback of PTSD, she's walking down the stairs and she has to open that door. Yeah. And then when Abby has any PTSD yeah. and flashbacks, she's walking down the corridor and she has to open that door. Yeah. So it sort of links the characters together sort of thing, that they're both struggling with the death of their father, basically. Yeah. No, I totally agree. There's a lot of lot of sub, subliminal messages there, and in the end, she makes a decision to leave. Dina begs her not to. Got the little kid there, little JJ, but she's going to walk away from it. And then we cut back to Abby, and I was like, "Oh fucking hell, what's going on here? What are we doing back with her?" And the long and short of it is that Abby finds that there are fireflies that exist. Like she goes into like a, an old base of theirs. Go on. Oh, it's whole. That's, that's his whole thing, yeah. He believes that that's Yeah, and Owen is an underrated character in my eyes. Yeah. Um, and he that's what he wanted to do. That was like his plan. Because he, I mean, by the time we kind of bump into him with Abby, he's kind of left the wolves, isn't he? Because he kills that little yeah. fella um, and he's hanging out in the aquarium, building his own little, little life there and plan to sort of sail away. But she gets ended up getting caught by the Rattlers, who we don't get much context for, but... No, this is one group. It did feel as if they sort of added them in just as a sort of gateway. I felt in the first game, I thought the going through the hospital at the end was the hardest part of the game. Yeah. 
Um, and I feel like this almost mirrored that. It, it reminded me of that going through that Rattler base. Um, and I sort of at the time I'm thinking, I don't really know anything about these. I think by that time I, I just wanted to get through to the end and get to the end of the story by then. So I probably wasn't reading as many of the things. But yeah, you don't really find out much information about the Rattler group. Um, and I was completely baffled by this is uh, something that we we'll discussed right at the end, but. I thought that the people that Abby spoke to on the um, on the radio when she got through to the Fireflies, I thought that was the Rattlers right. sort of make it ruse in her and, and believe in her. So she goes to this place and then uh, and then yeah, they set her up and take her hostage. Literally, she sets out the door and is smashed in. That's it. Absolutely, the pair of them. Yep. Then we get to get to Ellie. She's found the little boat they've been living off, tracks them down to... I don't know, she, how does she find that she's in the Rattler's place? Oh, yeah, she's bumbling through, going towards the location. Oh. She, she bumped into the <laughs> the Rattlers, gets caught in one of their traps, which is where you were saying about her dying, Adkins, about the her side getting spiked in. Oh, that's right, but, yeah. She gets um, bit there as well, didn't she? Again, yeah. Yeah, that's really clever, that bit, though, isn't it? in that immunity. That's oh, clever. yeah, where she... I think that's clever because she knows she's immune and like the the guy doesn't and then she's like, well, I can get bit and you can't. Does, yeah. the, does the both of them in. But yeah. um, she teaches those two rattlers a lesson. I feel like the rattlers have a lot more of the story to tell, but they kind yeah. of... Yeah, I was I interested by them because I want to know what their motivation is, like why they capture these people and torture them. Like, I've read it's something to do with like they make them do labour and stuff and if they refuse... Yeah when they, they stick them on the things. They, they, you hear them say about it in the game that they're, they're working the tomato fields and they're, oh, they're okay. just, they're just slave labour, basically. To, right. Yeah. What do you think of the Rattlers then, Biff? Yeah, oh, like... They, you're great guys in your eyes. <laughs> the, the thing is, it, it because they'd blurred the line between what's good and bad, they needed a group of people where you just looked at them and thought, well, they're definitely bad, that there's no yeah. way you can sort of make a case for these guys as being the good guys, and they weren't, you know, they were the arseholes. Like I can say, oh, it could have... they make a good spank on a Sunday? Great <laughs> <laughs> tart soup. But, yeah, they, 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 it could have done with padding out a little bit, but I have a feeling that there might be some sort of DLC. If they do any DLC, it'll be to do with the Rattlers, to be honest. Mm, I don't think they are, though, are no plan so far, oh. although apparently the multiplayer is being worked on so far. But I, I can see them. I think with the response of the game, I think a DLC could be inbound. Possibly not till PS5 launches and that, maybe next year. But I wouldn't be surprised if there is one. Yeah. You, you end up figuring out from... I mean, he seems like he's the leader of the Rattlers, but he clearly isn't because he's just out and about this like slightly overweight bloke they look like bikers voiced by Laura Bailey's husband well, there you go says Abby there you go sort of knowledge drop excellent <laughs> he gives up where the where the hell the hostages or like they're not even hostages it feels like they're slaves like, like, like yeah. Biff said it's like they're, they're working them to the to the bone and whatnot. and she goes off to finish the job basically that that last section where you're going through like that villa stroke complex felt it felt very similar to that whole, like, you know, Fireflies hospital scene. Did you have much trouble with this, Biff, or was you fine with it? And did you let loose the infection, the, effect, the infected that were chained up? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I actually just killed the infected because they were causing more problems 
because basically when you release the infected people are not where they should be does that make sense yeah, like, i know fuck, where yeah they moved it and then i was like this is getting too hard so i just killed the infected and oh. then dealt with them because they they also had a lot of armor on so it, yeah you couldn't headshot them in one you couldn't yeah. crossbow them in one no. could you Hell you me. had to shoot their arms off to kill them mm. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if you've got that at all in the game what's that when you, you have to shoot you have to shoot oh them. yeah the dismemberment yeah yeah Get their arms off and then they'd be on the floor screaming instead of alive and it was like fuck so yeah. yeah i had to do that with them but yeah i didn't release the infected but it it was quite hard it it, it felt quite tight in places as well in certain areas of the compound mm. where there wasn't a lot of space to hide yeah it was it was a quick close call it's, it, i had a couple of bad checkpoints where it put me in some shit positions and i was a bit like i wish you just put me to start like i was about a caught the way through and then there was someone up my arse and I was like this is really difficult to deal with if you push start you can just yeah I don't uh, like doing that oh right I don't know why I should have just done that you're right but I was like nah I'm not doing that but um you get down to the basement eventually work through those bastards and it turns out that what do they call that area they put they put Abby in uh the what is it like the pillars the pillars pillars. she's on the pillars because she tried to escape basically let them people out, didn't you? They Let, start the revolution. That's it. They get out and they start running riot. And you're told that she's down at the pillars and you think, what the fuck are the pillars? And then at this point, Ellie's like half dead. And I was like, Jesus, she's going to bleed out at this rate. You're not going to get to see this. That's what did, I thought. did anyone else get to the pillars and take ages to find who Abby was? Yeah. I went up to another yeah. bird who was in a tank top who had long hair. And I was like, why is it not giving me the fucking mm-hmm. option? But I didn't realise that they'd cut all her hair off and she'd wasted away so much. Yeah, yeah. It was four months, I think, she was with them. A couple them. of months, they said at least, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you you let but it yeah, down. You let it down. I didn't see that Lev was there. Yeah, where is he? Is he up on one of the... I think he's behind you. He's like, so where you're looking at Lev, uh, uh, Abby at the right, I think he's like directly behind her or like facing her. Yeah. Get him down both anyway. And then I was a bit, I was like, is she just going to finish them off here or yeah, what's she's gonna sort of just confused isn't she sort of bumbling about and sort of cuts them down and then follows them back to the boats yeah at this point Biff did you just wanted to put an axe in the back of Abby's head or was she a bit like oh, I don't know maybe she should let her go no I I, I wasn't I, I, I don't know I didn't particularly want to go and get Abby in the first place I thought it should have it shouldn't have ended it should have ended where they'd sell it ends but personally I, I didn't want to hurt abby i thought she's been through fucking enough and when i saw her right. fall off that i was like christ lost all my muscle mass that's all gone yeah exactly yeah and then um you have a a final conflict with her and you and the, the way that ellie forces the issue is she yeah she puts a knife to lev's throat who's like half dead and it's like, it was no. that again cool. that ptsd wasn't it she she sort of is almost so confused she doesn't know what to do because she's starting to feel empathy for abby mm. um and she's letting her go and then she goes to get back into the boat herself yeah. and then she has that flashback of joel and that sort of ptsd and she it goes was, when's the flashback finished. of when he interrupts like the conflict that's going on in the barn house and it makes out that their last ever conversation is her telling her that i don't need you to keep looking after me and it's like a sour note and i was like oh yeah. if he in the water it, no that's i thought they flash back to the this porch bit there yeah because uh, yeah. at one point i was like if that's the reason why she's going back to kill him 
Like because killer, sorry, is because the last thing she ever said to him was stay away from me all this shit. I was like, Jesus, that's a real sour way to end it. <laughs> um, which they drop in at some point during this period, but yeah, it's only during the last choking bit that you see a little flash of him on the porch, and you're like, what the fuck's that? And then she stops. Mm. And I bet at this point, Adkins, you were bathing for blood. I was, yeah. I've got to say, as much <laughs> as I did warm to her, once that it was, it was that fucking flashback of seeing him dead, and that sort of spiked me. And I was like, no, she did fucking kill Joel. Mm. She does deserve to die. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was on board when I I should have been more conflicted, but I think by that end, I I was just such an emotional wreck by the end of feeling all this empathy and and revenge as well that I was just down for killing whoever <laughs> just to get out of me get out of my system but yeah when I knew that fight was coming I was like right this is it and I and I like I say I, I was going through that the whole time thinking that there was no way back for Ellie I thought this she's was the dying. end yeah I thought when I thought when that scene where she's sitting there um watching the boat drive off I thought she was just going to like drop down into right. the water I thought that little prick Lev was going to get up and knife her and I was going to be like you <laughs> fucking little cunt oh, imagine that. I would have been fuming at that to be honest <laughs> if that had happened but in the end Ellie sees a little glimpse of Joel and shows I guess a form of forgiveness which you know we, we get to in the final final flashback but um, when it first happened I was a bit like ah I kind of wanted to finish the job but yeah. Upon seeing that final flashback, I was like, right, yeah. I, I see what's going on here. So that's and this is a, a lot of the complaints have been about that. Oh, I've just wasted twenty five hours on a revenge story, and I didn't yeah. even do anything at the end. Yeah, but it's not about that. No, it's not about that at all. And and that last cut scene with Joel, that was just so impactful. Just I, I couldn't imagine recording that. Like you even hear like the croak in Troy Baker's voice and stuff at the mm. end. Um. What's yeah. interesting is that the very start where the club is shattering Joel's skull and we're still <laughs> reeling from that, the choice of Abby not killing Ellie mm. actually saves her life because yeah. it, it's just assumed that everything else played out for Abby like it did anyway. Like she ended up going to Santa Barbara getting captured by the Rattlers. She'd still be up on that fucking cross. Yeah, yeah. Muscle mash rotting away day by day. <laughs> So Stop. forgiveness is the way forward, Adkins, and you're not a forgiving man. No, not when there's blood to be had and fucking golf clubs wasted. No. If we then get the sort of final scenes, which is the flashback of Joel and Ellie on the porch and Ellie kind of finally saying, I, I don't forgive you yet, but I can start trying to. And then Ellie's strumming the guitar. She's only got two fingers because of the fight during uh, with Abby. They've been badly damaged and I'm assuming she cut them off because they're not disappeared in the cutscenes. how do you think yeah. the actual overall game ends with those sort of two bombshells Abby Ellie's now all alone Abby is free to pursue her Firefly indulgence and we find out that the day before that Joel was killed he at least was in the mindset that Ellie was on the path of you know redeeming him to a certain point yeah, I mean, I, I, I really liked the way it ended. I thought it was good because it sort of, you know, Ellie had it all. And, you know, the the, the need for revenge, she lost everything. Mm. Whereas, And also, it, it made me think, like, what's happened to Abby? Like, I actually care about her story as well now and little Lev. What mm. what are they going to do? What What's going to go on with them? So it sort of leaves question marks 
where there should be question marks and it it shuts the book on where certain things should be shut. I think mm. it's quite quite well done. Yeah. I think in like oh, from the start of this game, like it's it's bold, it's brave. Most franchise sequels play it safe and they in pretty much all aspects, other than perhaps the gameplay, didn't take too many risks there, didn't you know, undo the book there. But mm. narrative wise, they definitely kind of tore it up and went, right, we're gonna try something completely different. And we've lived through a generation where we get, you know, Gears Four Gears 5, Halo 4, Halo 5. You know, you get all these sequels that are just the same over and over. We don't see much change. This was not that. This was an attempt to make something different and it would roll up people and it has, but ultimately for me, I think it was a, a worthwhile endeavour. Adkins, any final words on the ending before we get into your odds and sods? Yeah, I see it quoted and this is perfect. It fits, it personifies the whole game. And they just called it a miserable masterpiece. <laughs> I think that does fit so well. It is fucking miserable as hell. You know, you watch Eddie go through this fucking revenge story, to- it fucking toy her up, give her PTSD, fuck her up. And at the end of it, she gets fuck all. She, she's alone. She loses, you know, her girlfriend, um, her life. You know, you don't know what she's going to do. Is she heading back to Jackson? It is a fucking misery from start to finish, but there is beauty in there somewhere. Um, and yeah, it's just another ending, like the first one that's sort of fucking full of questions and oh, it's just, yeah. I just think it's per- the, the way I think they finished it a, a great way. Um, and with it was just so thought provoking. You sort of still like people take different things from it. You, whoever you what speak do you to. take, then you can't. I think revenge is bad. That's. <laughs> so you think revenge and obsession is bad? That's that's. I think. So you're a changed it, man now. I think it it plays well. Like people uh, compare it to like drug addiction and stuff. Like it just shows me? like the obsession with having like that her obsession or her drug addiction was revenge. That's all she cared about, Ellie. Mm. Um, and then by the end of it, it, she sort of you know she came to terms with what she thought Ellie um Ellie he what she thought Joel would have wanted for her was to not kill Abby so she could move on with her life. Mm. Um so yeah, so it was breaking that cycle of violence that that's all she's really known for her whole life, you know. She that her whole life has been violence and despair. And then yeah, Could she, she grew up in the whole <laughs> Period exactly. Yeah, that is, that's all she's known. She's not like even she says that in the first game. Like, I think she comes back across a journal and she's like, "Is this what kids did when <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they argued about boyfriends and girlfriends?" So she's she's known nothing else. And to see her sort of break that cycle right at the end, mm. um, yeah, yeah, it was just a a, a packful, impactful scene at the end and the great ending. So you no longer hold this obsession over hating Manchester United because of this? No. Is that what you're telling me? It's nothing to do with the Premier League win. It's nothing Alec, to do with that. It's... Alec Ferguson is the Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no longer call him the red-nosed plonker ever again. It's all about perspective. <laughs> it's all about perspective. But if yeah. any final words on the ending before we get to Adkins, odds and sods? No, just probably one of the best games i've ever played better than the, the original number one yeah yeah it's, it's one of the best things like I, I, I listened to your podcast the other day and the last 15 minutes of it about when you yeah. said that 
it's more inclined with television series that the way it's yeah. things and this right. this would be up there with something like the sopranos for me in the way in that regards to that storytelling it's just it, you know it's right up there isn't it really do you, do you sorry did i hear that you think it's better than the original yeah that's what i just said not yeah, you yeah. this this cunt who's played yeah. it 40 times yeah i would say i would say it's better than the original yeah, yeah. definitely wow. I, I would agree as well i think like the the, the original is really like excellent like the story is really good, but it doesn't have the complexities of this. No, no, it's more. It, it's such a simple story. The first game, isn't it? it mm. It's just that cure the virus, and it's all about Ellie and Joel's chemistry. Yeah. Whereas this has so many different perspectives and fucking emotions and stories and the timelines. I've seen a lot of people compare the the way the timelines go compared mm. to Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's a little bit you've like got that. these four, four different perspectives, and it's cutting back. And there was times I was like, where, right, where the fuck am I? How many years ago was this?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did feel. Mate, it's hard because of the type of game it is. I sort of you want to get to the end of it, and you want to know the story. There were so yeah. many times I wanted to breakneck this game just to get the ending. Mm. Especially that cock had already uh, had already what finished it. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, that's lurking. Lord spoiler could break. <laughs> Uh, I had that in the back of the mind, but I'm so glad that I did take my time with it and soaked in as much as I could. Yeah, oh, it's one of those games where I think it is better, but I'd be more inclined to play the first one just because it, it's more playable as a video game. Whereas yeah. this, because of its length and length, because of the, the rigmarole it puts you through, I'm not sure I'm quite ready. Although a second playthrough on this is, will be fascinating. Like I know Biff skipped all the cutscenes when he's been doing <laughs> yeah. it, but to watch, like knowing what you know and watch how things play out. Yeah, you see really interesting. sometimes, you know, like where in the first scene where Lev's not there, I'd be interested to see if you can He's... see sort of like an arrow sticking out of Tommy's leg or yeah. something. Yeah, maybe something, something like that. The first place. Something um, like the second, second playthrough, oh, sorry, just quickly, yeah. is when you pick up the notes, mm. how much reading the notes about the WLF oh. influence your perspective on the Mazzelli. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Back, it backs it up because there's, you know, it, it, that's quite interesting it's all from think, people that have been wronged by him isn't it and exactly like, yeah slaughtered so that, pretty much yeah so it, it sort of backs up ellie's thinking she's like oh yeah they are the bad guys they, these people are the arseholes yeah no the, the notes are actually really good like there's actually a lot of notes about the wlf and the scars and they actually had a brief ceasefire like yeah. was, if, if yeah. you read through those and again like we talk about perspective being oh, important yeah, they talk about um making vision. like a truce didn't they <laughs> Yeah, that's what they want to do the first, second time. Yeah, but they did have a, a truce or a ceasefire, and it broke because basically there was the the scars thought they the, the wolves did X, and the wolves thought they did Y, and there was no like clean communication there. And again, if if they if we if they had the ability to see from both perspectives, I'm sure they could have come to an agreement. But I felt like that also was quite a little clever sub theme, which is, is playing to the main game that. If if they had had the 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 ability to to see one another's perspective and and communicate efficiently, they wouldn't be at war again. But alas, they were they were slaughtering. Biff, what's the future of this game, of this franchise? Is there another game that you'd want to see? Is there a spin-off that you'd like to see? Maybe is Ellie's story done? Would Abby return? Why is she immune? quickly these are five easy points you expect to get immediately um i'm not sure if there is another game 
Uh, I sort of felt that about the second one, though, because I thought, well, they can't top the first one. They obviously have, so that's mm-hmm. sort of... Right. I can't, can't really answer that. Um, I could do, I reckon, a bit of DLC just to brush What's over. Tommy been up to for three days? That's the yeah. one I'd like to see, but... Tommy DLC would be good. Bit of Rattler DLC would be good. <laughs> um, I don't think Ellie's story's done, because I think she is the franchise now. Um, and... Yeah, you you obviously want to know what happened to Abby as well, don't you? Yeah. So I feel like the main, like the only thing that I have questions about really is this immunity. Yeah. And that just yeah, hasn't that, been that wasn't addressed really once during this. It's not like obviously it was mentioned in passing, but there's never a point where it's like why why are you immune? How are you immune? Was yeah. it something that someone did to you? Is it a gene thing? Like, and I'm not saying that needs to be answered, but. That's one way they could go. My worry with doing that is that you make it really messy. Like, the yeah. reason why she's immune is shit, and you, you run the risk of blowing it. But to be honest, they've done two games, and they've got better and better, so maybe, <laughs> they, maybe they should be allowed. What about, what about you, Adkins? For a- yeah, for me, I, 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 well, I know that the franchise hasn't stopped there. I think that we obviously know there's a TV series coming. Um, Does that... Like- just go with what we've seen or is it in I don't know yeah I wondered that are they just going to make a carbon copy of the first game into a series or are they going to continue or be a completely separate cast of characters like just set in that world what would you prefer I don't know I don't uh, I don't want it to I, I don't want it to go ahead of whatever they're doing with the games. I feel like No, like The Witcher I thought that was good because it was just a different story. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't like Witcher 3 um the 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 tv series it was just the same characters just in its own story yeah so yeah so maybe something like that would be good but then yeah so they're talking about casting joel so it's obviously gonna be whilst he's alive yeah i imagine i would just like to see i guess that first game played out over a season um, with the tv but yeah i don't know what i don't know what happens next i feel like yeah, the, we haven't explained like the the cutscene, uh, the the menu screen at the end. No, yeah, of course so, not. This this is something that we've been questioned. Like it completely went over my head the first time. We see it like when you first start the game, you get there's just a picture of a boat. Where is it's that very, boat? Is that the one that's in Seattle? Yeah, I think or is it the so. boat at the end of the game. I, can't, I think it might be the boat at the end of the game where it's all right. foggy because when she drives off, it's all foggy, isn't it? Um, but it's just a generic rowing boat or whatever with a motor. And then, yeah, once you complete the, the game, the menu then changes to it washed up onto a beach, a sunny beach with a building in the background. And it almost yes. looks identical to the building that you've just entered where yeah. the rat base is. Yeah. So that was my thing. It's just thinking, oh, that's the area we're in. But when reading up on it and listening to people that worked on the game, they, it's actually explained that that is um, the island where the Fireflies are um, based. It's one of their main yeah. bases. It's Catalina Island, That's I believe. It, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in California. So you're left with the ambiguity... Oh, I can never say this fucking Ambiguity? Word. Ambiguity of that you think that, uh, Lev, that Lev and Abby have made it to fireflies so mm. in that sense you think well maybe that could be the dlc is that them meeting up but that in itself could be a whole another game that could yeah. be a maybe a lost legacy side type game it, just then too one of the questions or one of the things i wonder whether because of the 
the reaction mm. of you know some fans or a subsection of the fans or whatever you want to call them like how much people have really just hated this game for the various reasons whether they will mm. be as brave again like if they were to do a third version of this or whether yeah. they do just maybe just walk away from it and go you know what I don't even know how it's not like they've left anything overly open it's definitely there's no, no sequel bait there like you could just walk away now and be like well that's, that's the story but like Ellie, Ellie walks off on her own we're presuming um, mm-hmm. maybe going to Jackson some people are saying but there's some people are saying that actually she's walking out to the woods where she was hunting whereas yeah. Tommy's horse was around the front or something and he's come from Jackson so um, whatever that is but uh, it makes me wonder whether this will affect any future decisions they make because of the some of the negativity yeah. that's happened I was going to say well they're getting absolutely hounded you know like Druckers has said that he's been getting death threats anti-Semitic fucking tweets at him yeah. like the the um, voice actor that played Abby she's been getting absolutely hounded for ruining their game yeah. and yeah I think you know do they want to put themselves through this like oh, yeah this, like you said it in an interview. What like, was that garbage that was going around the internet that Druckmann had put himself in the sex scenes with yeah, Laura Bailey or something? Like, yeah, I can't remember. And then there was like a fake tweet um, <sighs> made that that Laura Bailey had said that they're saying, "Oh no, I couldn't film these scenes with with uh, the that had to be Neil." Neil had to do it himself. So mad. That none of that happened, but that's just so like, yeah, what none is of that going happened. on. That's just all fabricated and just trying to add to this fucking cacophony of fucking noise <laughs> that people were making unbelievable yeah. but yeah so do, will they want to put like knowing that they that people will react to it you know like mm. it will still but it's quite interesting because like that, the game got review bombed didn't they as soon as it yeah. came out so, and it before was anyone where, could have played through it like yeah. reasonably people were getting to the Joel thing and then cutting that off and that was it they were going well, right I reckon on. what happened with people that have read the leaks were doing it yeah, I wouldn't be well. surprised because now, now the game's been out for what's it now? Two weeks has it been? Yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two weeks today. Um, and if you look at the user score, it's, it's gone from three point five, and it's now crawled its way up to five. Right, we're now sitting at a five out of ten. So the more people that um, finish it and actually, you know, Jesus. learn the story and the the. Uh, direction that they're taking it in and they're learning about the game mm. the school's going up and we're we're weeding out these fucking no it, it just shows that context is king like you need to have the context yeah. to be able to really make a judgment on it right we've got we've teased everyone with Adkins odds and sods this is like a yeah. little hopefully a quick fire area where you're going to take down or give us some of the more interesting things that most people may have missed during their playthrough you've mentioned a couple during the, the podcast so take it away what are some of the fascinating facts about the last of us part two that we may well have missed on our playthroughs and been like oh my god i can't believe they've done that right so number one well i think we haven't really talked about this yet but i'm just going to say the guitar yeah there's this simulator of guitar they even had a partnership with taylor guitars who are quite a big guitar company um and yeah so that this it's all set with this song there's i think there's two license there's a couple of licensed songs in this game but yeah pearl jams future days which ellie which joel sings to ellie right at the beginning and that sort of becomes like a sort of focal point between them you know the song sort of played ellie plays it a few times throughout um, it really does sort of 
that, that becomes the sort of anthem for this game, as such to say. But you 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 play it. It's like one of the first gameplay segments, isn't it? I think in the game, you actually you playing the guitar, and it's done through the touchpad. Now, yeah. someone told me that I was going to be playing a guitar through that touchpad. I would have told them to fuck right <laughs> off. And that the Sony have just gone right. We need something to do like that. We've got to include that because that's what we've got. Stick it on the map is what everyone else says. <laughs> but no, we get this guitar simulator, and you can even press individual strings yes, through the you can pluck them, can't you? Yeah, and now there's like sections in the game where you can just practice and pluck, muck around and there's people on youtube that are now playing like popular songs like yeah, covers and metallica on this on this guitar and it sounds incredible yeah. um so yeah people probably don't have obviously they probably have seen that picked up then it's the minor details that things that you wouldn't even know there's ice that breaks if you go over it in a hot like when your horse the bit with the um snow section mm. there's this there's snow that that crack like this ice that cracks when you walk over it there's snow that falls off the trees that is just like the most realistic snow i've ever seen in any game yeah um then wow there's there's so many little attention to details the stuff that blows my mind is the npcs that talk to each other yeah that is so good like when you kill a character you can tell that they're like friends and you have like a subsection of friends. That's and it. They've all got names and that's it. They will shout these names to each other. Um, and yeah, like if the dog dies, they will scream the dog's name yep. and the way the dog. R.I.P. Re- Alice. Yeah. Alice. Alice. Slag. Um, other ones, there's sound as well. Like there's a, the uh, reverberation of the sound. Like if you go in, you shoot in a gun inside a building, you can hear the echo. Yeah. Um, so when you're just shooting outside, that's one. Um, oh, mate, there are so many. The one that blew my mind was you can actually feed clickers, like you can feed <laughs> runners to clickers. I didn't, I no, never I didn't know did. this. No. You can grab clickers and uh, runners and push them into the clickers when they're attacking and just use them as bait. Yeah, they'll take um, them down, um, yeah. It's yeah. so much. I mean, again, it's like one of those games that if you play it you'll play it you experience it the experience is more than enough but if you dig deeper you the amount of detail in this it's a it is another naughty dog game but i mean we we mm. could sit here and rattle oh, off for another hour or so there's there's tons of stuff we had to sort of skip over in the name of a our time and b you know, just the, the audience's time but Abby's vertigo that's one as well Abby's that's vertigo cute... yeah if you like look over the edge the camera like starts motion blurring and vibrating and stuff and yeah didn't know that at all tons of stuff and it's just that uh, overall I'm really pleased with The Last of Us Part 2 I get why people are annoyed but I think that you know you mm. kind of it does challenge the the player in a way that we we don't get with sequels and is i'm glad i went through the process i guess is the best thing i can say because you can certainly yeah. learn a few things from the game as well which you can't say when you boot uh, up the next version of cod but yeah i think we was all of that agreement like yeah we we obviously wanted a, a sequel because we want to go back to these characters we want to go back to this world because it's such a likable game and franchise but we didn't think we needed. We were happy with how that first game. If that was just a one, one hit and done, we we didn't care. No. And then yeah. So going into this, I don't think any of us really were 
and made like we all had concerns that this weren't going to live up to it yeah up to the original and then to go through it and play it and, and it's so different story-wise as well right, like, it's just right. so different they could have played it safe like you mentioned at the very beginning they could have just been in this little box where they play it safe you build on the relationship between joe and ellie blah 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 no kill him show you kill why him. he was killed show some perspective try and get some empathy for the killer change your mind or yeah. at least make you think about changing your mind and yeah. you don't get many games that do that. So I was I was extremely pleased to go for this. I think it's better than the first. I think mm. it's going to be a long time before this one dissipates from the memory. Um, but we're out of time. Well, we're not out of time, but yeah. I'm going to piss myself. So um, <laughs> we're going to call it off. Thanks to right. yourself and, and Biff, who you may have noticed is not here anymore. He darted off a little bit earlier. Um, <laughs> don't know if you need the toilet or whatever. He gets a bit, a bit funny about his toilet breaks. But... Um, <laughs> It's I think been he's gr- got diarrhea at the minute. Yeah, so. he's, he's got the he's got the shits. He normally has. But thanks everyone for listening. If you've got this far, and obviously thanks for your continued support, either by listening or from patreon.com forward slash idle game chat. Atkins, thank you for giving up an evening to do this. You're I welcome. thoroughly enjoyed the chat, and I'll bid you adieu, and we'll speak soon. Yep. Ta-da. Nothing, nothing else for us to say apart from thanks for your time and tada. This was a Dimp Digital production.